to NL podcast. However, we changed it to L. What did we change it? Are you telling me like I know? <laughs> I, I changed it to LG opinion. L stands Ooh. for lean, G for gum, which is my last name. I did, ah, I did like ah, that. It's a G. What is that? So it's a G, G, G. <laughs> anyway, L for lean, G for gum. I thought you were going to say for God. <laughs> There's no God here. <laughs> This is a safe space. There's no God. <laughs> yeah, and the opinion is because I wanted to do the opinionator, but there's already a postcard called the opinionator, hmm. which I'm secretly giving a shout out without meaning to. So <laughs> anyway, LG opinion. This is the new name. This is Irum, my friend, who joined me for this postcast. Dear friend, but I adore, we used to walk together before she decided walk is not for me. I'm too cool for school. <laughs> and to reach survival, I walk. <laughs> Honestly, you know I adore you and I love you and I tell you that all the time. You're no, gorgeous and you're funny and you're smart and you're... Oh, I'll be here every day. <laughs> why are you not married? I swear to God. I, I don't know either. I swear to God if Only I... Only I put a ring on this finger. <laughs> if I had a penis. The things I would do to you. I mean, I feel like our kids would be just, just, just midgets. <laughs> And crazy, crazy right? <laughs> You're no, be... If I had a penis, I would marry you, like, I think the, the second week I met you. Oh, why not the first? What was wrong with me? I'm just trying to take it slow. <laughs> second week. Fine. Okay, I'll accept it. Ilm, introduce Fine. yourself, please. Where are you from? How old are you? How do you spend your time? Okay, so I am from Pakistan, but I was born and raised in little old Cyprus. I don't speak Greek, if that was the next question. I really don't. Not That's at all. That's insane to me that you grew up here and you don't. Isn't we had something called special Greek in my school? <laughs> I wish I was joking. This was the actual name. <laughs> It was called special Greek. We did nothing during these lessons. At all. <laughs> so, the that actually, so the people that actually spoke Greek had Greek Greek okay. and then we were in special it didn't work out well okay. so no no I don't speak my age I'm 28 years old I hopefully don't look it I hope mm -mm -mm. Like, mm -mm. <laughs> really hope I don't you don't and in my spare time to be honest I think I'm pretty chill but I do like going out with my friends quite a lot I think you've experienced this with me in now. your spare time lately you are with me yeah. I'm very happy about that <laughs> my spare time is your spare time <laughs> what we do here we bring up news okay um not that i follow to be honest with you. <laughs> but we bring up okay. news and we try to bring up topics that most of us discuss and think about sorry most of us think about but don't discuss yes okay um i'm all for that <laughs> oh yeah i like philosophy i like conspiracy theories and i like to go deep to stuff on daily life that bothers us all mm -hmm. And still not sorted. Yet to be sorted. So let's start. I like it. How was your week, Ilum? Well, my week was... I think it was a bit boring, to be honest. Apart from when we went out for drinks, I think... That was so <laughs> I think that has been the highlight of my week. Can I just say that I, I got out of three and a half years relationship. Yeah. Then I dated another guy. And I was in the headspace of like... 
relationship, relationship. And when you took me out, honey, <laughs> you opened something. <laughs> you opened something. That was so releasing, honestly. It's just relaxing environment, good company. We just had the time of our life. It was a healthy going out. I think it's the first time I really, really went out as a single woman ever since I was like 20 and I'm 28. And I well, did it in a yeah. healthy way. Let's not go and find someone who's going yeah. to... You know? <laughs> we went out for us. Yes. This was what it was. We went out for us. That was a good high five. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was commitment. <laughs> yeah. It was a commitment behind it. It was. It was actually, I think I had a really good time. And I, it was good. I think my week was very, very... Apart from that, it's been very slow. That's like the highlight of our week. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally been the ups. <laughs> ups of the week. The downs is tomorrow's Monday. <laughs> How shallow are we? That's the, that's the... <laughs> it's okay. As long as we have fun and we laugh, that's all that matters. You don't need to be down about it. I'm with you. This is what it is. I'm with you. You think that's how our friendship is built? <laughs> You know, it's funny how it took us, I think it took us time. It really did. I think it we took us. We are kind of dating, but aplatonically. And I think it's so early. I think we've been slowly going up to that step. Honey, when I saw you, no joke now. I know it sounds all romantic, <laughs> but it's not. I when I saw you, <laughs> I know this bitch is going to be my friend. But hold up one second. <laughs> this is the longest build-up I've ever had in my life. It took us what? Almost eight months. Yeah. It took us eight months. Eight months. To 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 get it to get out, really. And um, but we always I think from the get-go we were super friendly. Yeah, we were very, very friendly. I think it was just maybe it was new holding us back. <laughs> <laughs> I love the platonic marriage. <laughs> I find myself say so much, aplatonically, aplatonically, and then I just realize I have no love. In my <laughs> that <laughs> is the love that you need. <laughs> this is what it is. That's the love that we need. <laughs> that builds up. <laughs> Somehow, in some way, hopefully. I realized something this week about myself. Ooh. Do go on. No, really. I I'm, I'm trying to switch gears to a more serious note. Um, so, guys, you let me try to... You, I didn't do a podcast explaining where did I go for three months, but trust me, I was <laughs> out of the loop. <laughs> My life changed really, really, really upside down. And I will do a podcast about that. And I'm still coming to realizations that I didn't had earlier in life. So this week, I think the biggest realization that I have which I love. I was living with my parents in Israel till I believe 24. Okay. Or 25. Then I got engaged and I moved to the UK. For two seconds only, me and my ex broke up back then and I moved to Cyprus. We got back together. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm cutting the long story short because yeah. it is a long story. But we moved to, I moved to Cyprus and he pursued me and I said, look, I'm here. And he moved. So we ended up spending three and a half gorgeous years together. Ups and downs, of course, like any couple. We broke yeah. up. Yeah. Then I dated this other guy, which we will discuss. Yeah. However, it didn't work out with the other guy. It didn't work out with my ex. 
And I just realized for the first time, listen to me carefully, for the first time ever in my life, I'm 28, I am 100% alone. And I will explain. Yeah. I live in a different country. Mm-hmm. I don't have my family and friends here. Sure. I have friends. Yeah. But it's not the environment I grew up. It's not like that comf- comfortable environment. I'm very comfortable, but it's not the support system that I came with, I came from. Okay. Okay, fair enough? Yeah. So, I live completely on my own. Like, I live on my own. <laughs> I live on my own, I pay my own shit, I, I go back to a, house on, to a house on my own in a good way because I have two dogs, whatever. Yeah. I just, I don't have my family at the end of the day. I don't have my childhood friends at the end of the day. I don't have a partner to come back to. I'm as alone as you can possibly be. Yeah. For the first time at 28. Do you have any idea? How much of a bad bitch it makes me! <laughs> it does! It when I need to invent, in, in, how do I say that? Invent myself again to keep myself. It's your personal growth. 100%. It's your personal growth. Like, listen, I moved out from my parents' house last year. It was, it was a very tough. Tough, tough decision for them to come to realization to. To them? Or yeah. To you? No, for them. Like, I was trying to move out from a very young age. <laughs> I was trying to find my opening to exit. Let <laughs> just me out. <laughs> this is what it was. But because I come from such a conservative background, yeah. and I'm much more open minded, like, I'm very open minded, but because I come from, it wasn't something that my parents could come to terms to. It was very hard for them to even think that, but we live in the same country, in the same city. Why do you need an apartment by yourself? But it was by far the best decision I've made. Because sometimes, even if you're in your own bubble, in your own circle, in your own country, like, it feels, you can still feel that kind of, not not, not like loneliness, but like, you kind of feel, okay, but who can I hang out with or all this stuff? It it does make a huge difference. So it's, it's an applause to you. Thank you. To be able to... Don't get me wrong. It's a good realization to have that. I do have a sense of loneliness, but not in a toxic way. Yeah, it's... It's like you have moments that you you want to, I guess, share more Mm -hmm. and blah, 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 blah. But by the end of the day, I think I'm truly the last person on this earth to complain about anything. I've been through so much, which again, I will discuss on a private podcast that I will do with myself. But I've been through so much, and for me to still be here, physically, yeah. like, not dead, <laughs> and for me to be as happy as I am, and to be and to be able to afford this gorgeous apartment yeah. on my own, and to have friends like yourself and others, to have a job, to be in good, good relationships with friends and family, I mean... It's hands off to you, though. Like, you were in a relationship for three and a half years. That's not a small time for me in your 20s it's the time that you kind of get to know yourself a little bit more I guess like it's it's not like when you're a kid and when you're in your 19 18 16 like it's a completely different perspective like even from my early 20s when I think about myself and then come to where I am now it's completely different mindset and I think it's your personal growth do you get moments that you're like you feel 50 yeah (laughs) yeah yeah but then you're like I've got to do something outrageous to be yeah. vegan. <laughs> to be myself, like, to be my age. <laughs> so, should I just go out on a Monday night? That's what rebels do. <laughs> you know what happened to me when, when you took me out this week? And I'm like, 
oh my god, I really want to sleep. But then I was at the same time, you cannot fall into that. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's it's 100% true. Like we need, we need we're, we're young, we're hot. We need to just we. It's now is the time for us to do it. Are we young though? We, we don't talk about that. We are young. We are young. We are young. So let me tell you what happened in my week. Yes. Because why would you ask? I'm not a real friend, guys. <laughs> I did it for the podcast. I'm just here because I'm bored. <laughs> So how was your week? Very boring. What was the highlight of your week? Uh, I, I, uh, I can't believe I'm coming out with this. <laughs> I started to date a guy. And for about a month and a half, two months maybe. Mm-hmm. And I'm not ashamed to say I fell madly in love with him. Yeah. And I think in a way it was my correction to see how I should be treated. And then, I mean, basically we cut it off. Don't ask me why, I'm not sure entirely. <laughs> <laughs> like we hang up the conversation with, I love you, I love you too, bye. <laughs> and I didn't hear from him since. Wow. It's okay, that's, yeah. that's the meaning of a breakup. But yeah. I'm not ashamed to say, and I think it's something that I would love to establish um, I don't understand the ego part of playing like, oh, I don't care, oh, no, no. I care. Yeah. I care and I think I disrespect myself with, like, with my own emotions and my own emotions if I act as if I don't care. It's important to keep life moving on. That's why I went out with you and I had great fun this yeah. week. I spoke up with people that I didn't get a chance to catch up with. My parents came here, we had fun. So life move on for sure. But why is it a shame to say that I care? It shouldn't be. I think that's a lot to do with people's ego as well. I heard so many friends that are telling me, oh my god, and nah, like basically fuck it off, move it, move on, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, no, I'm not ashamed to say I was madly in love. And now I'm like, I cried the first day and I cried the next morning. I let it out and then I was able to move on. But it's it's I think it's such a healthy way to express yourself though. Why do people think okay, and I know it sounds a bit weird for me to say because I'm a person that. I am not completely open with my emotions. Yeah, you don't. Like, I, I'm really not. And it's not the healthiest way. I don't promote it in any shape or form. I really hope to change but... that for you. <laughs> I told Good you luck. this week. <laughs> I told you this week you have tons of, of walls in you. But give me yeah, a you. True. <laughs> give me a you. But I think it's such a healthy way to express yourself. Like, for me, like, I don't, I don't cry in front of people. Like, it's very rare for me to cry in front of people. And only in extreme situations, like even it freaks out my parents. Like my best friend has barely ever seen me crying. We've been friends since I was 11. Really? Yeah. She, I don't, I'm, I'm a person who's very close with my emotions in general. So I think for you to express yourself and feel your hurt will help you in, in the healthiest possible way to move on as well and be able to navigate better rather than holding it in and thinking, oh no, I'm going to keep it in. I don't want to, like, no, it's not, it's not cool. It's not only about the moving on because honestly, move on comes with time. Yeah. Even if you decide that you, are, that you are not walking anymore. Like, let's look at it. Let's take it to the extreme. I stop walk. I, I want to be in my room. I don't want to brush my teeth. All I want to do is cry, 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 cry. By the end of the day, time will make it better. Yeah. However, if you do let it out, and if you do express yourself, and if you are being 
honest with your emotions, you not only, in my opinion, will move faster, move on faster, but you will move on without causing a trauma to yourself or yeah. damage because you were genuine with yourself the whole time. You did not dismiss your emotions. You did not, you did not dismiss your needs or whatever. Yeah. So when you moved on, it was genuinely from a place of acceptance instead of I just forced it on myself because... Yeah, trying to force the moving on bit. Because that's what time heals all wounds. Oh, yeah. That's, like, that's a sentence. It does. It, it, it takes... It's a matter of time. Some people, it can happen very quickly. Some people, it can happen very slow. I move on very quickly. It, it, everyone's, it's, everyone's different. But you need to be able to come to terms and to accept it. This is where I think a lot of people also lack it. Yeah. Like, they think it's going to happen very quickly or whatever the case is with them. Yeah. Yeah. That was the highlight of your week? <laughs> it wasn't, like, the highlight of my week. But I think you had a good realization as well this week. I had a lot of things going on this week. This week I was... Um, I had a lot of changes in works. I hope I hope they will be for the best. I had, um, I had a conversation with a lawyer to see... Um, to do what I need to do legally for the process of me coming back to Israel when the time will come. So that was a big step. Um, but I think the thing that bothers me the most this week, honestly, and again, I'm not ashamed to say, was this breakup. Yeah, I tried to... Yeah. I've tried... I have, and again, I will discuss about it on, on the podcast that I will do with myself, but I, I am such a traumatic person. I'm suffering from so much anxiety, and it's yeah. very easy after breaking up three and a half years relationship, to say, this is a failure of mine. Now, not, not in a way of, I did something wrong. Yeah. Not in a way of, I was, I was not good enough. But bottom line, you had a three and a half years relationship, adult, mature relationship, that ended up, and this is your resume. What happened? Okay? Yeah. Not a resume as, as to the public within yourself. Yeah. This is another thing that didn't work out. And then you're dating this guy and, and this doesn't work out as well. Please keep in mind, I came into that, to that new relationship with this guy probably too strong, I will admit. Maybe it was a mistake of mine. Not within what I reflect to him, but within what I'm doing to myself. Okay. I was used to for three and a half years to fantasize and speaking about the future with my partner because it's, it was very realistic at some point. We got engaged yeah. after eight months, mm -hmm. we moved in together. Obviously, marriage, kids, all of that was on the table. We have two dogs yeah. together, we share the house together. When I came into the new relationship, I was still in that state of mind. Um, and I truly believe this is what I deserve as well. But looking backwards, now that, again, I'm over this new relationship and I got to process it in the most healthiest way, I feel like for myself, it would have been better to just take it slow. Like I discussed with this guy about marriage and stuff like that, as an idea, which was, I can only assume, too quick for him. Yeah. Even though it sometimes came from him. But most of all, it was too quick for me. Because when I, at some point in, with me and my ex relationship, the three and a half years, I, I said, we have such a great relationship. We, we, we are so glued. It's so, yeah. it's so nice. I don't even want to get married. I don't know why I got mistaken on the way that I need to get married. 
It is a goal of mine, but at some point I was in a, the most healthiest way. This is not the most important thing. Like, it doesn't change anything. And I think this is the pressure that I put on myself when I dated the new guy, mm-hmm. and maybe on him as well. When it's not really, it doesn't really matter. It just, it just comes when it comes. Exactly. It's not something that can be forced, I guess. It has to, it just comes, it becomes with the flow of things. And when you know, like... And I, I, I can't say, like, I don't, I cannot say this because I'm not married, but I guess when you know, you know, like, yes, it's, it's, I guess it's a different kind of feeling that you get that when you know, you know, but it's, I think it's the healthiest thing, like the way you process it. And to be honest, nowadays, dating scene oh my in God. general is, <laughs> oh my God. And, and I read this thing that's the, that, that was very interesting to, well, to me, but I like this line where it said, there's a drought on loyalty. There's a what? Drought. So like, it's like a Sahara. Like there's no, there's oh. no, like in a desert, there's no water. And it's, this is the kind of like, like no one's loyal anymore. Yeah. Like it's, it's become like, a, and I think me and you had this conversation as well, like a few days ago. And it's, the dating scene in general is not easy. Can I just define loyalty? Yes. Loyalty is not only you slipping into someone else's pussy. Yeah, it's not, yeah. It's not only 100%. physical. Loyalty is also to know that the person in front of you, and that can be loyalty between a friend or a partner. Yeah. To know 100%. that the person in front of you is 100% there for you and willing to put the effort to walk on things while staying. If mm-hmm. you ditch me when I need you the most, you broke my trust. Yes. You were disloyal to the bond we have. And 100%. I think this is way more severe than just having sex with someone. Yeah, it's, a, it's the emotion. It's not the emotion, sorry. What is it? There's the physical act, and then I think it's the mental. Mentally, like when you're... But I think it goes both ways. It can go with relationships, with friendships. Even as a friend, like when you know your friend is really going through something. And you're not there. And, and, and you even have a hint of an idea. Maybe they don't talk about it. But to be honest, if you know your friends and you know your friends well enough, you kind of know, like, even with their tonality, if they're going through something. Yeah. So you should try and be a bit more supportive. This is the whole idea behind it. But this is where the loyalty act comes in. Like, yeah. if I need you and you're not there, it kind of puts a bitter taste, I guess, in the friendship. Or 100%. In the relationship. Because then you're not going to want to go to this person again when you're going through it. Yeah. You're just going to kind of avoid it completely. Yeah. I think safetyness in all ways, shapes, and forms are way more important than anything else. People make mistakes. Of course. Physical mistakes can happen. I disagree, and that's a huge no-no for me. There's no chance I'll stay with you if you physically cheated on me. But more important than that and more of a daily struggle is for us to be there for one another. For us to walk our shit together, for us to communicate, again, very much so in friendships, in in relationships, romantic ones, but in friendships as well. Because if I know that you cannot be there for me when I need you, and if you've proven me that you're not there... I wouldn't even call you a friend. You're not loyal to me. You betrayed me. This is a betrayal if if I made the worst kind of way. I, I completely agree with that. Because for me as a person, and, and I think it's just something, again, we did, we, I don't know how we had this conversation. <laughs> we spoke a lot about, we spoke about a lot about relationships this week, because that was a tough week for me. Like, we went, like, really, really in depth with them, but for me, and it's, I can forgive quite easily, 
but once I forgive, I will not forget and it will, I know how to treat that person in the future. It's, and then it's like the test of time exactly. for you to prove me wrong. Like if you can prove me wrong, fair enough, but I'm like, I cut people off very easily. Why? Like for me, it's like, I've been, I haven't been proven right about it. So <laughs> isn't that, isn't that mean that you are in a way less loyal as well? Because if you're not putting the effort to work on things... No, I mean after you've worked on it. I mean after if I've worked... Okay, give me an example. Give me a story when think some, someone betrayed you, you tried to work on it. Ooh. By being a loyal... Okay. Well. I was working uh, like a few years ago and I was very good friends with this girl. Let's call her... Pumpkin? I don't know. What kind, I don't know what else to call. That's the first thing that popped in my head. I just bought. I just bought. <laughs> I just bought <laughs> pumpkin. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I can't think of any other name. Pumpkin. Yeah, that's that's. The thing. I was gonna say Bob, but it can't be Bob because it was a girl. So nowadays Bob can be a girl. That's true. How how does Bob refer himself? Is it she, he, them? Come on, stop with that. Oh my god, that's so true. He that's so Bob. so true. But this girl, basically, I was I was best friends with her. I was very close. I could speak to her about anything. <laughs> and when she became close to another mutual friend of ours, she kind of cut me off without explaining the reason as to why she was cutting me off. And when I tried to address it as to, listen, what's going on? Like, we're so close. Like, talk to me. Tell me what it is. Is it something I've done? Is it something you've like, What is it? Like, I, I like to know why. Where the problem lies? Yeah, exactly. Let's get to the roots of the resistance we're having here. Amen. Like, to find out and then address the issue at hand. Like, let's not leave it up in the air. Like, Honestly, let's have a... Please. Exactly, a conclusion. Closure. Honestly, please. Thank you. And this girl, no joke, said to me, and I swear to you, like, hands down, <laughs> she said, I'm going to write you a letter. Okay. I have not received this letter, just FYI. Oh, okay. This was like... Four five years ago, a letter. Because that will, I would really appreciate. I that was okay. Fair enough. You know what? This is how you can express yourself. Yeah. Go for it. Mm. To this day, no explanation why, as to why she completely abandoned our friendship because she found someone else like to cute to be her friend. Okay, I I understand it, but I thought we would be were friends for a very long time, and yeah. we've been through so much together. You can't just, and I and I get it. I'm willing to address and to fix an issue. I'm all for it, but for you to earn that trust back, mm. it's not an easy journey. I have a question though. So, about pumpkin? Yes, about pumpkin. <laughs> I'm going to make you say the name. <laughs> Bob. Bob the pumpkin. It's Bob the pumpkin. <laughs> when, when, okay, so you, you, you reached out to her. Yeah. There was a letter that never happened. No. After that, and this is where, this is what I'm trying to establish in our yeah. generation. Please leave the ego on the side. So after there was no letter, did you get a chance to pursue her one more time? Yeah. Okay, that's it. It's always, I get, I, I, I'm all for giving people benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Like, because you never know, someone might be going some, something internally. Exactly. It can happen. Like, we're all humans at the end of the day, unless... That's proven otherwise, I guess. But <laughs> I'm bleeding. <laughs> the expectation out of me was very, very high. Oh yeah, firstborn. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, the pressure and whatever. Don't get me wrong. My parents did a great job. But I think it 
there was there were a few outcome out of it. Mm -hmm. The worst one, and I will express again on the other <laughs> podcast. The worst one was um, when I felt that I'm not good enough. Later on down the line, I think I started around nine years old. When I felt I'm not good enough, I was punishing myself by pulling out my hair. Oh, wow. At some point, I had no eyebrows and no eyelashes. I did that with my eyelashes. I was 19, though. Yeah. That like, was a different point. The, the, so, many people, yeah. so, so many people out there do that. That's why it's so important for me that I speak as open as I can yeah. in the podcast. People, like, you think, first of all, oh, my God, I'm a freak. You have no idea how many people around you did the same thing. Yeah, that's true. So let's talk about it. We have things to say. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, it went all the way there. Long, long therapy. Thank God, I did not touch my hair for years now. Years. Forget about my problems involved to other things. Yeah. But I guess what I'm trying to say, the bottom line, I created this thing for myself that I cannot sleep at night, but literally I will not sleep. My brain will think and think and think. And then if I'll finally manage to close my eyes, it will wake me up. I will think and think and think till I will summarize everything. Mm. So falsely, I decided I'm going to do my best to not have any guilt or, every, yeah. or any regrets. Because if I go to sleep at night, knowing that you and I friendship didn't work out, but I did everything, it everything I can, everything, but like, I put the ego on the side, mm -hmm. everything I can, I sleep amazing. That's why, yeah. by the way, in my three and a half years relationship, it was so easy to cut because I said to myself, I honestly tried my hardest, mm -hmm. and I feel like it, I feel like I at some point tried on my own, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't shed one single tear in this breakup, not because I'm cold-hearted, not because I didn't love the guy. I still love him very much and respect him very mm -hmm. much. I just knew I did my best. So I came to I came to a point that I'm like, there's literally nothing else to do. Yeah. So I accept it. But you know what? This is something. Um... It's, it's very true, but I think it's true with a lot of women. I think more by the way, men. By the way, it requires, it requires, I, I highly recommend to anyone to do that, <laughs> but it requires, first of all, to put, to completely clear the ego. Yeah, it You cannot really, do that really if you have does. ego. If you have an ego with it, it's just, you know, it's, 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 you're automatically going with it with one foot out the door. Mm. This is, this is not the difference. Work. It's, not it's just not going to happen. It's like there's been standing. It's just not going yeah, to work. Very true. Very, very true. <laughs> like, it's just, it's not going to happen. But this is the thing, I think. So I was saying that when you're ending things, whether it's a friendship or a relationship with women, I think... And again, I can't say this like as black and white, like I think men do it as well, but I think it's more women that do it because you do everything in your power to save that. Mm. And then because when, when we leave, when we finally make the decision that, okay, I'm, I've done everything in my power, I cannot change or things are not going to work out, they're much more not prone to going back either. Us women. Yeah, women. Whereas men, I think they might think, okay, it's fine. Like, I'm going to find someone else. It's all good. Like, it's totally fine. And then they have a realization maybe a month later, two months later, three months later. They're like, oh, shit. 
I'm thinking about this now, it wasn't a good good choice. Like the grass isn't greener on the other side. But then it's too late. Exactly. A hundred percent. Then it is too late. Can I say something? Yeah. Um, first of all, get closer to the mic, girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to do, okay? <laughs> uh, I'm you trying. You see how close I am? Make sure you're the same. We want to hear you. I am trying. Um, okay. This is something that I'm trying to communicate every, every, in every opportunity that I have, because I think this is one of the most heartbreaking facts yeah. of our generation, yeah. specifically for men, of course, as well for women, but it's more common within men. Men have a tendency, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. um, to leave something extremely good for, again, whatever reason, which I don't judge, but something that inside of them, they're like, I know it's good. I know it's good, but mm -hmm. I just convinced myself to leave. Again, I'm not a man, so it's very hard for me to... I think maybe we should get a man on this. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's very hard for me to understand this pattern, but it is what it is. Men leave even though they had it good. Yes. Bottom line. Um, they found themselves, and it happened to me, honestly, I'm not trying to make myself look as like up there. You have no idea how many guys came to me five years after. Literally this week, there were two. Because they always come back. And they're like, they always come back. The minute they sniff your single, Actually, sometimes, maybe even in a relationship. <laughs> they didn't but knew. If they didn't knew, I think it's just like a mystical thing, an energy thing, but they knew. Anyway. <laughs> it, was, it was sent into the universe. <laughs> no, no joke. I believe in these things. But like, one of them came to me and he's like, we had an open heart conversation. No mm -hmm. flirting, no nothing. But he said to me, he had a relationship for like three years, but he said to me, look, after dating you, Maybe I was not a man enough to try and pursue it into relationship. I was still living in my parents' house, so I had all these things that I thought should be on the way. Yeah. But looking back at it, I regret it. And the reason why I find my current girlfriend is because you taught me how I should be treated. And you showed me what I really, really like. Yeah. And here you are three years after still reaching out. And I'm not saying that he's trying to pursue me or anything. I'm saying if it's there, it's strong enough for you to regret. Yeah. And I find it so, so much. My ex and I, we broke up. We broke up an engagement. He came back. For, yeah. For a good reason. And he moved countries. This week, thing had ended up with him long time ago, years ago. Very, very ugly. We had it really good. What? What did you say? Ugly. Ugly. Odd. 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 <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! I have an accent. Stop it! I'm sorry. <laughs> what did I tell you today that you had no idea what I'm saying? Ugly. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm gonna sidetrack for just one second. Say the word athlete. Athlete. Does it sound like athlete? Athlete, <laughs> like someone who's doing sport. Yeah, athlete. I, I didn't hear it. This is it sounds to me the same when you me, say it. It took me about five minutes to understand. So I was like, you, you told me this word. And I was like, did I? I've never said that word in my life. <laughs> and I'm like, someone who's played football, someone who plays soccer, and then I'm, I'm starting to do like this muscle. <laughs> Okay, yeah, go on. <laughs> Going back to what you said. Oddly. Athlete. Okay. <laughs> what? I'm sorry I'm with you now. It was just funny, but yes, I, I didn't hear oddly before. 
I heard ugly and I was like, wait a minute, what? Should I spell it for you? It's O-D-D, I think. <laughs> L-Y, ugly, maybe double L. No, not double L. So O-D-D-L-Y, ugly. Isn't it E-Y? I don't know. Leave me alone. <laughs> I genuinely, never mind, okay, yeah, but oddly. Strangely enough. <laughs> I love your laugh. <laughs> your laughter. But yes, oddly, strangely enough. Oddly, strangely enough. <laughs> it was just weird. Very suspicious. <laughs> anyway, this guy, this guy, this guy. I was uh, a different one, same week, yeah? There's a, there's a cell or something, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they had a grip trap. <laughs> anyway, so yes, as I was saying, this guy. The second one this week. Mm -hmm. I dated him when I was, how old was I? I guess 22-ish, 20. Okay. Long time ago, we had like a very, very nice, decent three months. He was great and I was great. We were great together. Mm -hmm. I remember we, one day he picked me up and we were like, like any other day. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm coming to sleep over so you can pick me up, blah, blah, blah. And then let's eat something. And we were, just looking for something to eat and at some point he just stopped the car and he was like the body language and everything he looks like he has an anxiety attack or something oh wow and he's like no no i can't do this like literally like that he didn't dare to even look at me and i'm like what's going on a second ago we were kissing and looking for food i don't understand <laughs> And, and I was like, do you want to go home? Like, like is, it the, is it the food? <laughs> to be honest, food does stress me out when I'm hungry. <laughs> so I, do get that. I was like, what happened? And anyway, he stopped talking in a way or something like that. And I understood that this is something here between us and not the yeah. food. <laughs> and I was like, do you want to drop me home? Do you want to drop me home? Mm. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> thank you for asking, yeah. Ask for less, less next time. <laughs> Maybe not food. And he dropped me home. And that was it. In this case, I can't say I pursued him because I was kind of shocked and hold back. It yeah. kind of scared me. So I didn't want to... I think I did ask him if he's okay or something. But I was fine with that to be over if that's how mm -hmm. random you get. Anyway, this week he texted me and I was like, what, what went this night? What, what happened yeah. this night? He's like, you know what? I was a kid. I was afraid of my own emotions. It got too great, too quick. And I just freaked out. And again, I cannot understand that aspect within men because I don't have that. I completely understand you. I think... Here's a podcast idea. If you are looking, <laughs> oh, if you are looking for something good, and even if you're not looking, if you found something good, yeah. why? How did it make why? sense to ditch it? What suffering that it brings to you? What? What? What negativity? I mean, you had it good See, so far. I, we need to ask this to like. Let's get a survey going. Yes. I think we should get a bunch of different people. Guys with a well, dick. Yeah. That was a given. <laughs> that was that was <laughs> that has to be it. 
to find out why is it what is it like because you know what as as women i think every every woman in the world has heard this that oh no i can't do this it's too good i can't give you what you want or it's what the, you deserve and all yeah, of this yeah. stuff oh my god this is what just happened to me with the guy from last week but can we just call it the ditching syndrome Yeah, the ghost, the ghost thing. You know what the guy from uh, the guy that I dated now for a month yeah. and a half. God bless him. He's like one of the best humans I've ever met. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. The best humans. I still love him to death. Love him to death. Maybe yeah. less in love. I had a great week of overcoming this. <laughs> But like, I really, really, really care for him and love him to yeah. death. And I just want to see him smiling and happy and succeed and whatever, whatever, whatever. He told me. And I understand. This is a combination of things between us. We have yeah, the understanding. Yeah. But he's like, at some point in the conversation, he's like, I know you want to get married. Again, because I put this pressure on. I know you want to get married in a year from now. I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to give it. Hold up. A, how are you able to tell me what will you be able to do in a year or so from now, mister? Are yeah. you God? Are you God? I don't think so. Thank you. You might be great, but you're not a god. Yeah. Thank you. Um, second of all, are you truly ruining something good now? Because you think about what might go wrong in the future? In, in like a year, a year and a half. You can ruin something good now if there's something critical that, that is value-wise is not sitting right. Yeah. But if you have it good, guys, the message that I'm trying to transfer to you, mainly guys, okay? It's not a feminist opinion. Yeah. But mainly guys, because we experience that mostly from you than you are from us. If you have it good with someone and then you're freaking out because of that, it's something within you and not within the relationship, not within her. Please sit down with yourself and drink a cup of water Or go to therapy if needed to see where the problem really lies. Yeah. Because most of you, and this is another thing that you don't consider being all young and pretty. Yeah. Most of you, and please ask the olderies, most of you by the end of it regret, not only regret, you find yourself in a marriage at some point or in a relationship at some point while the back of your head, your ex is always there. Yeah. So you're doing yourself to life of to live in a shadow basically and to live in not good enough like you live with a regret for the rest of your life and this is something that i cannot bear and this is why i put my ego on the side and i rather to come to my partner and say i'm having doubts and i'm freaking out here and i don't even know where it's coming from but please stick around and understand that this is what i'm experiencing now it's not because i don't love you but I need to get past that. Yeah. And it's not in order for me to leave. It's in order for me to be fair with him and with myself while working on it and then staying. But this is the thing. No one wants to work on it anymore. Oh my God. No one wants to sit and work on it. It's more of a find something better. Don't worry. What like that's better? What the, exactly. Because the grass is green where you water it. What better? This is the, the difference. And you know what? I, and I would love to hear from the men about this. Yeah. Like, I genuinely would, but I feel like they're going to feel very attacked, so... No. <laughs> about... You have a about, question coming up? No, 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 about, about, about this, like, to have this conversation. They don't process it. it at all. It's, it's not something that they acknowledge or recognize right. Otherwise, mm -hmm. they would not miss so much. Mm-hmm.
Very true. Very, very true This is the... I saw on TikTok exactly about that, that sometimes, most of the times, and in these scenarios, the, the women is working so hard to fix and build and, and you know, just work on what needed to, to, to be worked on. Nothing yeah. is perfect. And a lot of the time she's working so hard, then she's finding herself on her own. And when she reached to that point that she understand and have an acceptance mm-hmm. of I'm alone here, she leaves. Yeah. And she lives for good. There's nothing that's going to bring you back. Yeah. I can tell you about my three and a half years ex. I was working so hard and I still love him very much. There's nothing that's going to bring me back. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing myself to a lifetime of being single. I'm not going back there. Not because he's unbearable or something. I just, I'm done. I'm done with that. This is a yeah, chapter that I is really, really close. So once we, as a women, put our hearts there, Mm-hmm. Big time. Our efforts, our energy. And it's not working anymore. Because you're not playing alone. Once we understand that we are alone in the match, we are just out. Then you wake up two, three months, or maybe even years after. Yeah. And you're like, what have I done? Actually, what I didn't do to make it happen. Yeah. But then it's like, honey, she has kids. And she's like, and, and, and I don't know, she just... She Someone just, will give her the world out there and, if and, you are not willing to put in the work. And you know what? She might end up giving it to herself. Yeah. This is the difference nowadays. Like, you don't need to... It's okay to have that, to be able to do it for yourself. Like, it's more promoted, I guess. Yeah. To be able to. Yeah. But she doesn't need you to finance, be like financially stable or have these little bits and bobs that go into guys' heads. Yeah. To have that long-term relationship or any relationship that I have to support her or I have to do this, I have to be the provider of the house. No. Yeah. That's old school. I told Dima, my ex, I told Dima, Dima was very much pushy into me being independent. His definition of independence in my, in my definition was quite different, but I, I tried to make him happy. So yeah. I made a lot of adjustments. Happy and comfortable, if I may. Yeah. Um, and at some point... While I'm still trying, I told him, you know, if I will do this and this and this and that on my own, at some point, you're basically teaching me that I can be without you. Yeah. And at some point, I don't want you anymore because I'm doing everything on my own. So that was with stupid little things like picking me up from work or me taking a taxi. Is there any doubt that I can take taxis all day long, all across the, the country? Mm-hmm. I can afford that. But I also have someone at home that I want, I, I want to believe I trust and can do that for me. And we had this discussion about that, which he agreed with me at the end, and he was great, picked me up and everything. But if you teach me that I can take myself to work on my own, I can provide myself, I can make myself happy, sexually as well, if we're going to the... Yeah, going back to that. Um... If I can get feedbacks from happy, good feedbacks from the outside, if I can do anything on my own, basically, which I can. The small little things, like taking yeah. the dogs at night when it's dark, uh, getting myself back home, um, sitting with my own fear. Keep on teaching me that I don't need you and then take yourself out of the equation and you'll find yourself in a position that I don't need you anymore and probably don't want you because I got used to be with myself. Yeah, and you're used to be able to take care of yourself in that aspect that's exactly as well. what happened 
like you're able to do it. So there's, I completely get, I completely get what you mean. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And it happens a lot nowadays. I just wish for people to put more effort. Yeah. But you know what? It's inconsistency as well. Like, be consistent. Oh my God. Confidence is so hard to be consistent. Like, I, I, I genuinely do not understand this. The most stupid thing that I find, you can call it in our generation or with human mm-hmm. behavior as well, the most stupid thing I found, when you're bringing something to the table, let's say the way I treat you, the friend I am to you. Yeah. Yeah? And now that we are super close and have some history, I'm backing off from certain things that are sitting in line within values. I'm not speaking about how much I texted you or called you. And I'm speaking like values, how much I show that I care about you, how I express it. If I'm backing off from it, that's basically the lack of consistency, which for me, and you cannot convince me otherwise, either my friend who backed off is going for something very bad with himself, and then it's my turn to be there for him, or the whole thing so far was a huge palabra, meaning was a huge, huge show. Yeah. Because if I, and I can say that hand, listen, I can put my hand on fire with this. When I'm going into a relationship, a romantic one, I'm giving everything, which maybe is my mistake. Maybe it's backing off people. I don't care. I don't know. I don't want to play less than what I want yeah. to give. But anyway, I'm giving everything. And you will find me three and a half years after still doing that thing. There's no chance. There's no yeah. chance now that I'm not making you a sandwich to walk. There's no chance that now I'm playing. I'm, I'm now all of a sudden don't like something that I told you in advance I will. There's no chance you'll see me. There's just no chance. That the standard. Yeah, the standard You're... that I lay in there, I'm going to keep. Otherwise, I disrespect, first of all, myself. And then, inshallah, what's going to happen with this fucking relationship? Because that's not fair. <laughs> that's not fair. It's true. It's the foundations. If your foundations for any relationship, whether it's romantic, platonic, friendship, whatever, if the foundation of that friendship isn't, or, or any, any relationship isn't like honesty, or like having your principles and your values in place, like if I'm saying something to you or to someone and I tell them I don't like this kind of behavior, something, it could be anything, it could be the smallest thing, I don't like it, out of respect, if someone said this to me, vice versa, I would not do it. Because you, you are... If I'm your friend, if I'm your girlfriend, whatever it is, I respect you enough not to do it. I just want to define something in regards to that. If you're asking me to do some, to not do or do something that is against my values, let's oh, yeah. talk about it. Yeah, a hundred percent. But That's if true. it's about, if it's about, 100%. I don't like when you call me a pumpkin. Why? It plays on some trauma of mine. It doesn't hurt you not to call me a pumpkin. It doesn't cancel any of your values. Yeah. And it will make me feel better. And if you still don't do that, how Mm -hmm. much do you really care? Yeah, exactly. Convince me now. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you. This is the thing. Communication is key. And I think communication does lead to consistency. But I'm not going to nag you either. Like, it's... I'm not your mom at the end of the day. I'm going to go kidnapping. (laughs) You should have cued that. (laughs) Maybe that will become me. So, what do you think? Try to put your finger on where did we, where did, did we, we go wrong? Where did we go wrong? <laughs> I still don't think we've gone wrong. I do believe at the end of the day, 
when it's meant to be, when something is meant to be, it will be. I'm a very strong believer in that. Okay. Like, I believe it could be anything. It could be the job that you want. It could be the relationship that you want. It could be anything. It, it, if it's meant to be, it will be. There is a plan in place to lead you to it. If something doesn't work out, it sucks. It hurts. Mm. Like, you feel it. It's everything. But it happened for a reason at the end of the day. Like, imagine, like, just, just let's, let's do, like, what you went through this week. Imagine yeah. if it was six months from now, this person said this to you. You would have been more heartbroken more than anything else. Yeah, but my point is, why would these things happen with no rationale behind it? Men. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I wish I had an answer to that. Okay. I genuinely don't. This is something I don't, I, I don't have an answer because I've heard it in the past. I've seen it happen to so many people that I do care about. It's not the first time it happens to me. Yeah, it happened. Yes. Like, like it, it's happened. We've all been through it. it. But why don't you text me in five years from now and tell me how? <laughs> I taught you about what you want to deserve and what you want to get in a relationship, but not with Remember, me. I have a ring now. <laughs> Can I come over? <laughs> but it is. It's always going. Always, oh, they always come back. Uh, honey, it doesn't, it doesn't help me. It, first it of doesn't. All, it doesn't give you closure. First of all, don't come back. Mm. I was not sitting here waiting for you. Yeah? You fooled me once, you fooled me twice. First time, third time is not a nice part. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, you, you may not come back. And I'm not saying that out of, out of an ego. Yeah. I'm saying that of like, you really broke a serious trust between us. And yeah. it, it, I'm sorry, it's probably going to take a lot from you to make up for it, for me to believe that you're even worthy to stay. Yeah. You put yourself in a test, <laughs> which I can only assume from your previous behavior, you're not strong enough to pass the test that you put yeah. yourself into. Yeah? Yeah. So you may not come back. It's completely fine by me. I can live on my own as a single woman. I can bring a kid on my own. I, I can finance myself. Me personally, I truly don't need a man. I... Here, here. <laughs> oh, you, honey. Yes. How are you? <laughs> That's why I adore you. You're like, I think I'm a good bitch. You're like, 10 times up there. Not necessarily because of your money or anything, but just the, your state of mind and the way you manage life. And I see you every morning. I, I don't think I've ever saw you coming to work. Like, PJ style. Yeah. You always got your shit together. I'm like, there's no chance this girl have... Didn't have a single day of like, fuck this. <laughs> but here she I is. I have like, it and I still, but listen, it, it's, uh, it happened. Like, we all go through that. For me, the biggest thing is I need to have consistency in my own life. Like, you, you have to have consistency within yourself to be able to, um, to pull yourself out of that. When, when you really don't want to do anything and you're mm. just like, oh, I just want to stay on my couch or my bed all day. And I'm like, okay, I have to get up. Like. It has to happen. I'm not joking that I'm saying that you're a huge inspiration to me. Aww. With the way you you that's handle so life. Sweet. I love you. I think that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to but me. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Aww. It's true. So you think basically we didn't do anything wrong. No, I don't no. think we've done that. Not at all. I, I like I said, I believe it when things are supposed to work out, they will. How do you explain a uh, people? Our, <laughs> I just, I just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting too tipsy now. <laughs> you should have gotten a tea like me. It's called responsibility. 
<laughs> Told you I adore you. What from fire Just let me adore you. That's what it is. Oh my god, Harry Styles, this guy. I can put my... Mm, I can put my eye on this guy is showering like two times a week. No, once a week. <laughs> this guy does not shower. <laughs> Coming for Harry Styles. <laughs> Only my opinion. Yeah? I did not shower with Harry Styles to know. And maybe that's the reason why I think that way because we never shower together. I see it. That, that this turned into a compliment real quick. <laughs> Let's hope his followers don't come after us. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, that would be funny. Oh, Jesus. I mean, <laughs> realistically. You know what I think we should do? Well, I getting, love when you get ideas like We are getting off topic. But um, I think we should establish as a um, worldwide um, a program. It's not, it's We're already off to a strong start. Yes. No, it's not. It's not that um, outrageous as you think it might be. But I think uh, worldwide we should start. Try to do it worldwide, to establish this um, program that we do at school for like seven-year-old, nine-year-old kids when they're still very much shaping, and I would like to call it etiquette classes. Mm -hmm. Now, that's something that's going to be taught from the age of seven till the age of 18 when you finish your school. Hmm. I would say five hours a week. And it's not going to be in a strict manner, but it's just going to establish how, how we basically coexist. How do you respect the other side? What is the right thing to say and not? Not contact-wise, not content-wise, but yeah. like... You don't curse. You don't hit. Let's try to, let's bring classes that we teach how we can solve an argument respectfully. I or mean, not solve it. How we can agree to disagree without stabbing one another. Uh -huh. um, how violence is not the, the answer. It can even be how to dine in a table. I don't believe in that. I cannot stand this British thing of the folk here and the... the, the, the what the, do all these thousand spoons mean? Mm, but I do think when you do learn these things, you don't necessarily apply them. Yeah. But it in a way plays on the mental part of I need to act in a certain way on a table to make the other person in front of me mm -hmm. comfortable and to respect myself and himself. But that happens a lot. Like... I think that's a very good idea, but we don't even get told how to do taxes in school. <sighs> so it's, I feel, but you know what, that, um, what do you call it? The algebra equations that I have to do without a calculator to prove a point to the teacher. Those really come in handy. So etiquette wise, um, I'll tell you what, I'm being dramatic, but I'm also right. I no, I completely, I think it's a very good, good idea to, to teach from a young age, how to handle an argument, so you don't... Not only an argument, honey, how... Like, like... Basic communication skills. Yes, key points to how you treat one another. Yeah. Let's define respect. Let's define... Um, let's try to create un unity, that's how you say? Yeah. Unity within our perspective, which will never be unite. Because we will, yeah. always, we, we will always be different people with different perspective, but if we have a code of how we talk to each other mm -hmm. 
as much as we have a code of what we wear when we go out to the street because yeah. none of us is naked. So, you know, you can be more dressed or less dressed, but nevertheless, we're all dressed. Yeah. So we should create this norm to make sure that we can live here happily and respectfully. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm telling you, I think if we're not going to do something on that direction, we are doomed to a very, very bad future. I mean, we're already doomed. When I'm looking off like our kids, if I have any, I, I feel bad for them. It scares me to death. Yeah. It scares me to death. So 100%. I think either we are going to do something as dramatic as what I offered just now. Yeah. With the etiquette lessons. Mm-hmm. Or we are, we are going on the other way around. We are going backwards. We are. We're very much going backwards. Like it's... It, like it, it's, it's what you said it scares me to think what my kids will have to go through mm. like it, it like if that does happen if when then who that's a massive question and when are massive questions in this conversation but um if it does happen it's 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 a very scary thing to like look how hard it is to be a woman in general to have a daughter and how to raise her uh, like to make sure she believes in herself and to make sure like your like even your sons like like because this became a very big with the me too movement like women are scared it. to go out like how you should be should be talked about how you raise your kids and everything it's a huge i think the me too deal. movement got out of control I, they lost the message i i don't i don't understand at this point what they are down for if you're down for people not to rape one another and harass one another, that's a given. But how did you make it super feminist hating guys? Uh, I you think know, that cutting dicks. got out of context. Yeah. Completely out of context. My opinion, of course. But, um, yeah. No, it, it did. It, I think it got thrown into the extremes where, because at some point, and, and, I, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was some, uh, like, this poor girl got, got, got raped or she got killed or something along these lines. I don't remember exactly. But it was being said that it's her fault. Hmm. That she provoked that man with what she was wearing. Which is, I, I, can't, I can't stand that because that's just simply not true. Everyone's allowed to wear whatever they want. Yeah. Each to their own. But you know what? That's no excuse to act like that that's breaking my heart to hear like it's 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 and, and it happens you know what in third world countries it happens a lot more but just no one talks about it when i hear something i i didn't know if i'm going to share it i mean i didn't think about sharing it i'm getting super heavy now yeah mm. um the time this week i did on instagram this ask me a question mm-hmm. I got a lot of questions that I didn't post. If, um, I guess you can call it fans or followers of my, of the guy I just dated. You can call him my ex. Yeah. Yeah? The guy that I dated now for a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them asked me if we were together, why did we broke up? What happened? Where am I? Who am I? Whatever. I got like five different texts like that from people that following him and then started to follow me. And... There was this, I didn't post any of them questions. I didn't want to, I just didn't want to make it a thing. Mm-hmm. But I answered them privately. No, we're not together. Someone is asking me if we're friends. I'm like, I'm not his girlfriend, but yes, we're friends. 
And there was this girl. She is 14. I'm sorry that I'm taking it slow. It's like, it's... She's 14. And I'm like, no, we're not together. How are you? Like, you're super sweet for asking. She said, oh, but why not? You know, uh, there's, not, there's only much that I'm going to speak with yeah. a 14 year old girl, but I'm like, you know, it just didn't work out. It's okay. She's like, yeah. I'm sad. I'm like, it's okay. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. Are you sad about anything else? I don't even know what I asked that. But I asked that. She told me she's been raped a week ago. Oh my God. I don't know how we got to that. How we got. I'm with you. <laughs> she told me she was raped a week ago. I could see, I asked her some questions, gently, to mm. see if that's truly the case or if, if it's just a 14 year old girl who wants to get attention. The details she provided to me was very much on point with the time that she was in the hospital and when she went to reach hospital and everything. That's heartbreaking though. That was heartbreaking to hear, to deal and um, how did we get to this topic? The Me Too. Yeah, Me Too movement. The Me Too. I'm not blaming the Me Too, but you lost the purpose. You are a fighter now instead of a supporter. Because crime and rape will always happen, but you come you come too aggressive for anyone to feel confident or comfortable to speak, to reach out to you. Because the last thing people who experience these things, the last thing that they want is to be scrutinized, targeted. Yeah. And you have a massive label on your forehead, which is too much for these people to digest at the moment. And for a 14 year old to come to me and share with me these things, which by the way, I pursue her ever since, since then. Yeah. I, I don't mind to be the person who's there for you. You share with me, you tell me, I'm just checking up saying to her, how are you? Yeah. I'm not going to change your world, but I told her you're amazing. And please go to therapy or something and speak to me as well, because you cannot, you're so young. You cannot let a douche yeah. ruining your future. Mm hmm completely where do you get that nowadays i think having a strong emotional support in general like having your support system like not just with when something very traumatic happens to you is a very strong thing <laughs> but i think you need to have that you need to have a strong support system in place and like, lots of people don't yeah a lot majority of the people out there don't like, I think I said this to you before, like, I feel like I come into, and, and, and like, this is just something I believe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, my past relationships and friendships have taught me this, but I do believe I have come into a lot of people's lives to help them go through something. Mm. Like, help them process something. Like, it doesn't need to be something very traumatic. Like, it doesn't need to be I can that see traumatic. that in you. You're very, um, how do you say that in English? Like, warm? No. Embracing? I'm guessing that. <laughs> Not only embracing your digestion system within other people's emotions and struggles yeah. is very, very good. I've, I, and for me, it was very something very hard to um, 
I guess, develop or Why? learn to control. Because my empathy, I feel people's emotions like it's my own. Mm. And when I was younger, I swear to you, it was like my biggest downfall because if you were my friend and you were going through something, let's say very extreme, I would feel it like it's my own pain. Yeah. So I wouldn't be helpful to you in that situation whatsoever. <laughs> because I would I would be exactly how you are. You don't need that. Mm. Like it, 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 So it took me a very long time to um, develop, I guess that's the correct word to use. Um, Why develop? Like to kind of con- control my empathy so I can make sure I can actually be there for you. Okay. And not just put myself down for it. Because it doesn't make sense for me to put myself down. Like especially if someone needs me. Like, I need to be there for you. For but that's help. so... That it, it's, I understand what you're saying. At the same time, it's so beautiful and it's so true. It's so real. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> you know, I had a friend... Um, a friend came to me. Her mother passed away. That was like two months ago. Her mother passed away. And she told me she never dreamed of her. And she, have, she, she didn't see her face for a decade or so. Obviously. Yeah. But she didn't really dream about her or seen her face and she told me about the whole dream. Like her mom came to her finally on a dream and she saw her, there was a beautiful message there. And I know how much her mom is important to her. Yeah. I know how much, I know the, the, the wound and the lack of whatever that by her being gone is created, really. I know because I'm very close to this girl. Yeah. And I feel bad, but I started crying. <laughs> we were on my sofa, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sobbing. I'm like, I'm so happy this happened to you. I'm no, so, that's, that's so good. That, that's, I think that's, I that's think that's why amazing. Why are you crying? <laughs> I'm like, I know what it means to you, and it happens to you, and I'm like, thank God she came. <laughs> I, I never met the mom. And I, I know, but it's, 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 I think it's that moment. And it's that moment. I would love, I love having that with my friends. Like, it's, it sounds very cheesy and corny, but I love having that with my friends. Like, I'm so proud. I'm so insanely proud of them. And sometimes I'm not the best at showing, showing it. This is true. I'm really not. <laughs> I'm not okay. the best. <laughs> you better show me. <laughs> like, I'm not the best at that. Because I show, I don't, I show support in a different way. Like, my support towards anyone that knows me is... I remember little things about people. So if I know that you like something and I see it, I'll probably get it and be like, okay, so I thought of this when I bought this. That's cute. I, like, I, was, doubting, like, I was doubting it for a second. Will she come back from this? <laughs> but it's the, it's, the, it's the little things that, that make a difference for me. Like if it's, and I like the fact that when people remember little details even about me because I don't experience it very often. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, you actually remember it. Like, okay. it, makes, it makes a difference. I think we discussed a lot about <laughs> relationships. But that, that's good to discuss every now and then. Like, if you're not strong enough to listen to the whole thing, that's just something that you need to check within yourself because we are going to the core. Really. <laughs> really going in depth. Which, uh, it's important nowadays. But yeah. I, I just want to finish this topic before we're going to something else and say, I, I was struggling this week. Happily struggling. I don't know how. <laughs> Never experienced such a thing. I was super happy, super inspired, super like out there, like inventing myself again. Super lifted. Yeah. At the same time, super like 
my brain didn't stop wondering for a second. While I'm moving forward, yeah. I'm like, hur, hur. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it looks like. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I hope that's a meme. <laughs> <laughs> but you understand the body language. This pushing there, this pushing there, but we're still moving somewhere. So <laughs> it's still heading in a direction. <laughs> um, I heard this sentence, and I think ever heard ever since I heard this sentence. I was completely, I was over everything, in a good way. My emotions are still here, I'm still honest with myself, but I was doubting about what I bring to the table and how good I am if I'm being, I've been left alone so easily. Mm. If I'm so good, how can you really leave me? You know? Um, I came to realization that nothing is wrong with me and I started to tell myself, Mm, that was not love. That was not love in the first place. Mm-hmm. Which it it comes with a lot of weight. Yeah. It's not just the love. But then I heard a sentence from a comedian. I don't know. I don't tell my brother's name. Her name. I heard a sentence from a comedian, and she said, "Love, we compare it sometimes." Oh, sorry. She said, "No, no, no. <laughs> let me let me get it. Let me get it right." She said. We have a thing with love mm-hmm. that once we lose it, we wonder if it was ever there. Hmm. And how funny it is, because when you lose your keys, you don't sit down and say, maybe I never had a key. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so true. Like, when I heard this sentence, I'm like, yes, this oh is God. what I needed to understand everything. So- was one sentence that solved everything for me. Now I can say only about myself, there was love there. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do, you cannot take it away. Yeah. So it's not me and that's not a game. Mm-hmm. Maybe it turned out wrong, but I had the keys. <laughs> I just need to find <laughs> they were them always again. there. <laughs> I had but the keys. I need to, to find them again. Add on to what you said. You said you don't know what you bring to the table. Y- you have, you you are the table. <laughs> are you calling it fat and white? No. <laughs> you can be one of those thin IKEA tables. <laughs> the cheap ones. You're ruining the moment. I'm joking. Okay, say it again. Say it again. No, now you ruined the moment. <laughs> you are the table. This is what you have to say. You bring yourself to the table. You you build it on your own. They are th- everyone has to be able to contribute to that. This you. is the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so what other serious topic should we hit? <laughs> There's no serious topic. There was just like... What is that coming up there? There was just like... I, have no I, I just want to keep a glimpse of me. A glimpse or a glimpse? I don't know how you say it. I think you need a glimpse. <laughs> a glimpse is not a thing. <laughs> Glimp? Glimp is not a word. There's an S at the end. Glimpse. What? Glimpse is a different word. Glimpse. Yeah, you said glimp. What is that? Glimp. Glimp. It's not a word. Glimpse is is a plural. Glimp is is a single one. Are you sure? I don't know. (laughs) I don't think that's a thing. Okay. I'm going to Google it after this. Okay, well, anyway. Keep you posted about that. I want to bring a glimp... (laughs) Glimpse. Of me? <laughs> a glimpse. 
It's all over TikTok, come on. How does it go? It's a JoJo song. Joji, Joji. Jesus. It's like athlete all over. Oh, yeah, yeah. It goes like, and sometimes I look in her eyes. And oh, okay, now I get it. Okay. I glimpse of eye. I got it. <laughs> so this one. <laughs> So um, you cannot finish this uh, podcast. We had only one topic to talk about. Fuck the news. Fuck everything. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I told you I'll come next week. Oh my God. <laughs> I wanted to discuss about relationship in the aspect of your family. Because your family ah, was arranged. Oh arranged my God. marriages. This Can is we just, what? Oh my God. How, how long are we filming? Let me just We're see. 124. So Fuck it. That's going to be a two hours podcast. Ooh. Fuck it. And... and <laughs> <laughs> Lots of work for Tala. We love you. No, that would be a long one on Spotify, but I guess if you're listening to podcasts, you're kind of boring or super intelligent. So Why are you trying to insult the viewers? No, 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 sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm tipsy. You're not boring. You're bored at the moment. Yeah? Or they you... can just be listening to interesting stuff. You know what? Oh my god. H. You guys are amazing. I support you completely. Don't listen to her. <laughs> I support you as well. Don't make, me, don't make me this bad bitch. I don't care about anyone. I definitely support. When I listen to podcasts, it's because I I have a, a lot of spare time yeah. at the moment. Or because I'm in this kind of mood of like, let's hear what other people have to say. Yeah. Like when I'm cooking. Yeah. Mm? Yeah. <laughs> My ex, so had, my ex had a podcast, both of them actually. <laughs> I just used, I, I used to watch them podcast whenever I uh, whenever I miss them. No. Yeah. But that's yeah. Now you can listen to yourself. I don't listen. I don't watch anymore. Because there's only much that I'm willing to. How do you say that? Like um, take. No, 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 no. Um. I should stop doing. <laughs> There's only much that I'm willing to torture myself. Oh, hey, okay. It's so sense. pretty. Why would I watch you every second? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but I don't want to see you. You're so pretty. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Like, give me, give me another week. I'll be able to see you without tingling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, with Dima, we had a long distance relationship, yeah? Oh dear, I, I don't even want to know where this is going. <laughs> I used to watch his face whenever he posted a picture, whenever he sent me a picture. First of all, analyzing everything. See, you know what? Okay, it's gonna sound really bad when I say this, but you know when you first start liking someone? Mm. Like when the, when the feel, they're really strong feelings as well. See, I feel like the spoons are the bad side of me. <laughs> No, I'm like, it's, it's like, for me, it's like, okay, I need to, I, I want to be, I want to see it as much as I can. We all kind have of it. The thing. Honey, we all have like, it. It's our, you hide it. We are here to be real. Yeah, and like I, like, I will do anything, just not anything, but maybe that's the wrong way to put it, but I would want to see this person every chance I get. Yeah. And I think, feel like that also brings out the bad side of me. 
then maybe you shouldn't be seeing this person. Like, Why? You know, even in the group setting, like sometimes you need to just take take a step back. No, stop it. No, I disagree. It's it's not becoming an obsession. It's an excitement. Let's separate. It's not like he did yeah. you wrong and now you're you're still yeah yeah yeah. Him. Okay, yeah, this is true. But when I dated this beginning. latest guy, he's very much out there. I watched I watched his podcast and I told him about it as well. I watched his podcast, especially the latest one, because I wanted to see what he's going through in his daily life. You're not next to me all the time. You're in a different country. I want to be involved. I want to know, you know, yeah, sharing, sharing, you know, this is how, this is how I'm getting invested into someone by being a part of it. Um, I watched previous vlogs that he did and when I was next to him physically, yeah. I constantly, especially with his hands, I think hands tell a lot about a person. Yeah. And I watched his hands and his hands language, literally. And I'm like, this is so cute and you're so intelligent. You know yeah. what I, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and I'm not ashamed of that. I mean why you miss someone, you love them. I know why to hold back from this beautiful thing. Because I don't like being vulnerable. Oh this is my thing. I do not like being vulnerable. And I do believe it comes I, I think maybe maybe I'm completely wrong, but I do believe it comes by the fact that I, how can I say it without it sounding weird? Because I, it's it's also my background. Like we're not, we didn't get to be open. Yeah. This was the biggest thing. You can't be open. Be like, oh, I really like this boy. It'll be like arranged marriage tomorrow. We'll discuss about <laughs> We'll discuss about it'll, your, it'll be really intense real fast. <laughs> we'll discuss about your background in a second, but it's very important for me to tell you. Honestly, not because you're my friend or anything, I truly look at you as the most, one of the most beautiful people I've ever met in my life. And I think you sharing yourself with people out there, regardless if it's romantically or not, can only benefit for this world. So protect yourself always, but there's nothing to be ashamed of. You're bringing such a beautiful dish to the table. A Pakistani dish. (laughs) And you know what my best friend calls it? It sounds really cheesy. (laughs) Okay, my be- one of my best friends just refers to me as Brown Barbie. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, I want us to, b- before we finish, I, even though it's an hour and a half. That's I mean, fun. we can cut, yeah, it was actually. But we kind of had some technical issues, so maybe it's like an hour and 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I'm Jewish. You're Muslim. Um, I just want to put it on the table. These uh, difficulties between Muslims and uh, Jews yeah. uh, mainly exist in Israel. <laughs> like, you only feel it there. <laughs> um, I have tons of Muslim friends, which I couldn't care less what's the religious. We get yeah. along so well. So let's stop with this thing that Jews and Muslims cannot be friends. It's out there. Let's not be fake, yeah. please. Don't come to me and say, no, what are you talking about? Jews and Muslims can be friends. They can be friends. They can be friends. Uh, uh, many people dismiss one another because of them religious. Mm-hmm. Stop with that bullshit. I love you to death. I don't care what you believe I love in. you too. Thank you. So this dispute is more relevant in Israel, yeah? <laughs> Um, but we cannot ignore the fact that I'm coming from, I'm not religious, I'm not very tight religious, I'm, I am a very strong believer, I believe in God and I, I do serve some of the things that Judaism do, that you do in Judaism. Yeah. Um, you're coming from a very, very religious background on the Muslim side. Yeah. I can say that for both religious, 
we have a very, very strict way to behave mm-hmm. as individuals. And I think a lot of it comes from the thought of how you're going to find someone. Yeah. How you should behave in order to find someone. Your parents you share with me met, admit, married, in an arranged marriage. <laughs> yeah. And they're still very much together. They're very much together. They've been together for maybe 35 years or so at this point. But the, one of the main reasons how... They were engaged for two years. Like, they met, like, because of the arranged marriage, but they met. They were engaged for two years. Um, By the way, Tala, our editor, which is also Pakistani. Yeah. And also a Muslim. Um, he's also... I don't know how to call it. He's, um, he's not married yet, but he's going to get married, I believe, next summer. Nice. Arranged marriage as well. He met him. Listen, sometimes, you know what? It can, it can work out beautifully sometimes. I, 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 can, I can say that. Obviously, there's a lot of, um, I don't know, red, like, it's, it's a very much of a touchy subject sometimes in third world countries. Even actually, no, everywhere all around the world. Depends how it's made. Yeah, exactly. Like, my parents, their marriage is an arranged marriage, but they were together for two years. Now, in those two years, no, they did not live together. They didn't do what modern society does. <coughs> so, like, you live together, you have dates. No. So this what did they do? It was, they spoke on letters. Because my dad was living here. My mom was back home, and, and one of the biggest reasons, at least from what I know, maybe I'm wrong, but one of the biggest reasons I know that my mother fell for my dad was because of the fact that she lost her father. Oh, I didn't know that. At a very young age. I'm and sorry. my mom, uh, she's the oldest in the family. And back then, when you're a woman and you're the oldest, isn't the best thing. So, so wait, she who, went who, through a lot during that time, and my dad was very present. Who arranged the marriage if the dad was not in the the, picture? No, they met when my grandfather was alive. When her dad was alive. Yeah, when her dad was alive. They met, they matched, and then they were kind of... It was was an ongoing thing, but when my grandfather passed away, it kind of slowed things down, and that's when they really got to know each other at the same time. Mm. And she genuinely saw the kind of person he was, how family-oriented he was, how much he, like, made an effort with everything, and that's the period that they fell in love with each other. So eventually this arranged marriage turned into something more than... How's the... Two things. Yeah. First of all, in yes or no, when in Pakistan or in Islam, I don't yeah. know, when you are in arranged marriage, do you have a way out? To be honest, I think it depends. I think like it... Like if my parents were to put me in arranged marriage right now... No, no, no. Like Let's talk about back would... then. Back then, I think it depends on the family. Like, some families, I think, would have been all right with it, at least from my understanding, but some brides or even grooms didn't meet their partner until the wedding day. Mm. So it happened on the wedding day. He That's, by the way, the wrong the, way for me to do that I believe. I completely agree with that. I don't agree with that. I think everyone should have freedom of speech. You should be with the person. Let's see the person. Yeah, Let's you, sit down and talk to him. Yeah, not like holding have hands. some chemistry, have a way like to communicate and everything. But back then, and again, because it's a third world country, there's there's like a soup, there's a lot of people that are uneducated as well. Yeah. So they don't have that that freedom to actually be able to make a decision. It's it's, it's more to do with families, not to do with that specific individual meeting someone. Right. So it's done between families. Okay, it makes good sense. They can get married. But is it fair to say that your way out of this kind of arranged marriage is harder than it is, for example, in non-religious marriage? Maybe. But then again, then again I think even in... I think in a lot of religions you have arranged marriages. No, no, I'm saying... Let's say I got married in 
non-arranged marriage. I just met a guy and we got married. I know the process of breaking the package. It's... I think it depends how educated you are. My, my family will not harass me. It's just take a lawyer. It's not an easy one, but it's the process is quite clear. Yeah. But when it comes to arranged marriage, I feel like a lot of a lot of families would be like, it's just, it's not an option. Yeah, it's true. It's I think it's also to do with, again, it's it's a lot to do with education as well. Yeah. Like some some people just like to have. Your parents are they educated? Yeah, my mom is a doctor. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I didn't know yeah. that. So how did it how did it how did it really how did it really happen if he's if your dad was in Cyprus and your mom they was in Pakistan? They were doing letters. They were sending letters to each other. He would come visit quite a lot. And how good are my babies? They didn't bulk I once. Know. They were so good. They are so good. You have babies as well, which I haven't met yet. Yeah, but they're babies. <laughs> they're the same size. I met one of them. Actually they're the same. Size and color, you have one black and one beige, and you have the same. No, your, yours are probably the size of my black one, COVID. Yeah, I think the black one, the white one, not too much right now. No, the beige one, not too much right now. I saw one of your babies yeah. when you just got him. Yeah, the oh, beige hell? one. Was it him? Yeah, it was a girl, it was Elsa. I know she's so cute. How many do you have now? Two. Only two? Yeah, I'm not allowed to get more cats. <laughs> okay, don't become this person. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure once you get married one day, you have uh, listen, a Listen, as long as I have a, as long as I have a massive house, my one of my biggest dreams that I have, like goals I have, is to open an animal sanctuary. I'm I'm coming. Like for dogs, for cats, for everything. Because growing up, when I was growing up in Pakistan, it but really you said you didn't to... grow up in Pakistan. I had um, I was born here. Yeah. We moved there for a few years, mm-hmm. and then we moved back. So while we were there, because my dad built a house for my mom. Did you like, like it? I loved that. I, like, well, I was a baby. Okay. I was like four or five years old. Okay. I was a baby. I enjoyed it then because I was, I was a sassy child. You're still, I'm, 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 you're a sassy, still. I'm a sassy adult as well. sassy, <laughs> honey. I was a very sassy child. Um, but we, growing up, like we had so many, we had, used to have peacocks in the mm. house. We used to have one male, one female. What house has random peacocks first of all? <laughs> I know a few people with it. Like it was just peacocks. the most random thing to have as a pet it's not a pet they're, they're, they're no, out there they're no, just living there in our house it was our pets ah, inside of the house like it was weird I don't yeah. know why we had them but it was it, like they were everywhere okay <laughs> yeah we had but chicken, that sounds beautiful like we had chicks like it was like because my dad built this house for my mom when she moved to Pakistan because she moved back for his parents like she loved my grandparents and he built this house. Her for, parents. No, his parents. Whoa. His parents. Like after wait, wait, wait. All, let's let's re- let's relapse one second. We discussed about how how it worked between yeah. your parents while he lived in Cyprus and she lived in Pakistan. Your mom. Yeah. And that was established with letters. Then he built a house in Pakistan. He built no no. Let me let me backtrack. Once they once obviously they got everything was good to go. It's fine. Just switch it off. <laughs> Once, like, with the letters and everything, when they did fall in love and they did get married, um, she did move here. They got married in Pakistan or here? Um, Pakistan. Okay. All of our family, because all of our extended family, most of it, majority of it is there. Pakistani? Yeah. Most of it. Like, some of us are really spread all across the board, like, from my dad's family. Mm-hmm. Um, 
actually even from, like from my mom's, like to her brother, but it's spread all across the world. But most of because all of our external relatives are there, it's easier yeah. to do a destination. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Although for mine, some of them won't be invited, so it's fine. <laughs> no, no, I'm done. <laughs> It would be, but when they do, actually... <laughs> honey, half of my families are Yemen and I don't even know them, so <laughs> someone did the job for me, really. Yeah, I completely get that. Like, when they did get married and then they had my older brother, my sister, like, we were all born in Cyprus, yeah, all of us except my younger brother, he was the only one who was born in Pakistan, yeah, but he didn't really grow up there, yeah, this was the difference, like. Even for us when we moved, because we were traveling quite a lot back and forth. Like my dad would visit quite a That's, lot. That's by the way, quite. Um, we're not talking here about you living in England, yeah, and then traveling to Paris. Yeah, it's like we're talking about going. Yes, we're talking about moving between. Uh, Cyprus is not the most developed country, but moving from yeah. a country who was like a modern country. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way to a third world country yeah. was very strict and very religious. Yeah. That's, that's, ooh. It was, it was very, I think, I, like, hats off to my mom because she did it with four kids at some point. Oh, you're four? Yeah, we're four. I have two brothers and a sister. Like, it was four kids. It was crazy. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, she did it with four kids. And the last time when we finally actually moved, like, they moved to, my mom moved to Pakistan when my grandparents, I only have one grandmother that's alive now. Like, mm. all the rest of them... Same here, like, by the way. Uh. Pakistani, obviously. <laughs> Mine is Turkish. <laughs> Quite close. <laughs> Very close. And not really. It's <laughs> fine. On the map. <laughs> like, right. We're on the same side. Let's not let this... Let, let yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but when she did actually move to Pakistan for my dad because of his parents, because they weren't well enough to travel back and forth, um, my dad built her the house that she wanted. Like she got to basically design the whole thing as to what she wanted, which is like hats off to my dad for pulling that off. Oh yeah, I'm going to be super rude like... here. I'm going to be super rude here. <laughs> With what money? He had a business here in Cyprus. Yeah, a business of. He had a restaurant in the British bases. There you go. And I guess the the yeah, the... it was their family. It was his family business that he was working on. I guess whatever he made here is very yeah, very. Back then, they're like we're talking about it. Even now, if you go to Pakistan, like you're not spending as much. No, Pakistan is a cheap place. Yeah, exactly. So he built her like. So the, the value of your money her, is insane. Yeah, the value of the money is is great. Yeah. Um. So he built her this house. Like I mean, how we much would it cost? Like, two, I I have no idea. You don't know how much would it cost I to genuinely, live in the house. genuinely do not know. Okay. Like, I have no idea because I haven't done it. Do you see yourself ever living in Pakistan? No. No. Not at all. Yeah. I feel like I could, I could maybe live in Dubai. Could totally see that. Mm. I would 100% live in Milan because I loved it when I went. Milan. Yeah. Or even actually in, and, and when I recently went to Mexico, I really liked it as well. <laughs> So, and you like <laughs> so I wouldn't mind any of those places. No, I like I could never live in England. No, like I can't you. do it. My sister fell in love with it. I do not like it. I live. I lived for a brief second in the UK, and I can only share my experience. That was that was back then when I was with Dima. After we got engaged, yeah. I moved for like I think it lasted two months, and then we broke up. But. When I was in the UK, yeah, I, it's it, it couldn't be farther from where I grew up in. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. I am coming from Israel. Yeah, we are warm people. I'm not saying that the British are cold, but honestly, my opinion does nothing to compare between yeah. the British. Um, how do you say that? Um, like mentality. Mentality yeah. to the Israeli mentality. Honey, if we see someone cry on the street, we are with him. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna happen there, yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't pay attention really to how you eat. I don't necessarily think it's a good thing, but at the same time, we would like to judge you mm-hmm. based on other things. It couldn't be any farther, really. It's very far. Very, uh, we, very far. We, we, the Israelis, we have a decent portion of Arab mentality because yeah. we came, lots of us came from Arab countries. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which is, could, it couldn't be farther from the British, really. Yeah. And when I moved, I experienced a depression of levels that yeah. I cannot that makes... describe mm-hmm. on, the, on the stupid little things, I all the way from the food... The food that I eat, mm-hmm. the religious that I don't have. Uh, I used to do Kiddush, which is the dinner that you do every Friday in Judaism. Oh, okay. No, no longer. Mm-hmm. Um, no Kiddush. I don't see my language. I, I felt like people don't understand me. Yeah. I used to, I'm very much, you know it by now. It's my character, but it's also the culture that I'm coming from. I go deep. Yeah. There's no... Um, there's no politically correct here. If I want to discuss about something, I'm bringing it on. Yeah. In the most respectful way, but like, can you share with me this moment? And that's like a no-no. Yeah. It's a no-no. It's like the weather. <laughs> I remember there was a moment. Um, I was um, I was in a castle. I slept there. I slept there. All of us just casually sleep in a castle. <laughs> I just want to put that on the side. No, I was very, just in a castle. It's very known out there. My 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 ex, his mom is a very public figure. God bless her. And they they live in a castle. It's known. I'm not exposing anything here. And we were mainly there. I remember this great moment of loneliness. I think it was the loneliest moment of my life. And I was yeah. lonely. Um, I went outside freezing cold there was no significant light in the <coughs> bless you. Thank you there was no significant light in the um in the yard which you can only imagine was huge yeah i was just sitting there in the dark in a foreign country so far from everyone i love and know mm-hmm. smoking a cigarette on my own and i don't feel attached to this house because how can you get attached for such a big house yeah how can you <sighs> I mm-hmm. smoked a cigarette and cried. <sighs> I never felt more alone in my life till the extent that while I was smoking the cigarette, there was a fox passing by. And he looked at me for a second and I looked at him and I was like, this is... <laughs> there was a fox passing by and I'm I looking at... Me and I looked at him and we shared a, a, a tiny, tiny, tiny moment, and that saved me from the loneliness for a second. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's not going great when you share a moment with a fox, <laughs> a random one, like not even the one that you know, <laughs> a random one that makes a huge difference. No, it's, it's, it's I didn't like the UK, that was my point. The cold for someone who's coming from the Middle East. Oh, the the mentality couldn't be different, couldn't yeah. be more different from the Middle East. That was just not for me. That yeah. was not for me. See, I don't, I can't, I, I know as a fact I can't live there. Mm-mm. 
Stop, stop with that dream of the UK. It's not gonna work out for you. Really, stop with that dream on the UK. Have a relationship with them. Go and visit like literally every two months. Have businesses there, but you need to stay somewhere warm. If you think that <laughs> this global warming is happening, <laughs> if you think that this weather is not going to affect you because I'm a weather person, I don't mind. I like the cold. Me too. But if you think you can live in this grayness. And yeah. coldness, 24-7 and not be affected oh, no. by that, you're very much wrong. This is scientific fact. Thank you. <laughs> it's like a mic drop moment. <laughs> but it's true, like I can't, I don't think I could ever live there. I, 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 I can't, I can't even, my, my brain doesn't even go there. Don't. No, I won't. <laughs> Do I need to write down? No, 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 no. Again, nothing against the UK. It's just not a place no, it's, for people it's like not, us. Yeah, it's, it's really not for a place for people like us. Yeah. No. 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 Not at all. No. <laughs> Can we go back to your parents once again? Tala, you're going to have such a hard job to try and edit it in a way that you're actually creating, you know, some order. Indeed. I know, we have absolute chaos in the subject <laughs> because we are jumping from one topic to another and you need to organize it in like, okay, this is the relationship, this is the uh, uh, arranged marriage part, this is the UK part, this is the... And then we're back to the relationship part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's going to have fun. He's going to have so, lots of fun. <laughs> I, I spoke yesterday, I'm going back to the arranged marriage. <laughs> Let's go on. <laughs> it would not work for me. Mm -hmm. uh, it wouldn't work for me. However, I asked you where did we go wrong? Tala, you see? It's another thing that you can add like as a you. You can go back to the where did we go wrong and that touch that. He hates us right now. See, like this is one of the things <laughs> that I don't mind that they will hear in Spotify. But on YouTube. <laughs> yesterday with a girl, um, Cypriot one. Yes. I think the best was the I think I'm tipsy and you're just, uh, you know, it's like period. I'm just, I got matching, you into I'm just matching your energy. I love you. Let's cheers with your tea. Always. That's a strong tea. Let me tell you that. Since we're bringing all the tea to everyone today. Amen. Our tea that no one cares. I'm your parents. <laughs> Love yeah. if this blows up in one word. <laughs> so, um, um, arranged marriage wouldn't mm -hmm. work for me. However, I spoke with this girl yesterday. Her parents are also arranged marriage in Cyprus, which divorce Ooh. is not an option. Yeah. They still, they are still married. They still share a great love. And, um, we basically discussed, I'm relapsing to what we said about working on things and not just teaching and staying loyal. Old school mentality. Amen. So there is something that we cannot deny. And we can take just glimpse mm -hmm. of that. Uh, you know, to make it modern. But if you committed to something and you are, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm listening to you, but I'm trying to stay close to the mic because I keep going back. And you're trying to be pretty to the camera. You are pretty. I'm funny. trying to like... It's really hard when you haven't done this before because I'm like, not used. I'm like, okay, you need to sit up straight at the same time. You have to be close enough to the microphone. Honey, no one cares. I'm trying, okay? I'm trying. 
Anyway, you know there's what? something in arranged marriage when you are stuck in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you're not really stuck, but you're stuck in yeah. a way. You are forced to walk on things because yeah. you have no way out. And when you walk on things and pass the big waves, you're coming into clear water, but stronger. Mm-hmm. Because I did not ditch the ship once it got a bit rocky. Yes. I'm simply here after putting tons of effort. And I'm stronger now as an individual and as a couple. Yeah. And I asked you, what are we missing? And you said, we're not missing anything. We're not missing anything. No, well, perfect. <laughs> But I think... I think this is what we're missing. I don't... The effort. Uh, the, yeah, but effort, to be honest, goes both ways. Like, I, like, both like ways. you know what? With these arranged marriages, it can go really well. It can. It can go great. But, but, but imagine without arranged marriage. But imagine going through it with someone that you know is not going to work out and you have no way out. You're just creating a, a life of unhappiness. And, I've, and I know people like that. Mm. Like they, were, they had to be with this person because back then divorce wasn't an option. Even now, in these kind of... In, in like when you're super religious, it doesn't matter like what you might want because your family is thinking of their name. Mm. behind it like the I, and I love this thing about my parents they've always said to me like no matter where like who you end up with whatever it is like if you're unhappy come back home mm. like come home don't think about it twice like you're come back home that's the that's the one thing that my <laughs> mother has always told me and my sister and my grandmother recently told me also funny enough <laughs> She told me, she's like, always make your own money <laughs> and keep it separate. <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> That's kind of sad as well, you know, because we discussed, my parents were here yeah. with uh, our neighbors, which are like, I can, I consider as family friends, mm-hmm. they are. And um, I knew them since I was six years old. Yeah. And um, we discussed about whatever going on out there nowadays. And we said, you know, it was very, it was very common back then. To just, um, you will be a housewife, which I'm down for. That's I, I think it's a beautiful thing to be able to get your husband, like, a nice meal when he gets home, to raise your kids. Education. Yeah, from, edu- I completely agree with that because I'm very much like Education values is something that we are lacking so much nowadays. So if I have the opportunity to create... three, four, five, whatever human beings out there that will make a difference within what they believe and how they act to the, to the other, to the environment. I don't know if there's any bigger contributor that I can do to this world in my Amen. life. So I don't mind to be a housewife. Same. I completely agree. Even though, as you understand, I'm not a housewife. I don't have kids. I don't even have a partner. Yeah. I'm providing myself quite well. So my point is I can do both. Mm-hmm. However, now it depends on the other side. If you yeah. will allow me, I will adjust. Because I'm happy with either way. Yeah. But I need to trust you. That if things go wrong, I'm not staying naked in the dark. Because nowadays you have these... You have good prenups, but you have also very, very unfilled prenups. I heard from friends of mine and I'm like, how did you sign up for that? Yeah. And if you're not working, not developing your career, for the chance that you might wake up at 50, 40, divorced with kids, with no career to, to... 
This I, is I a terrifying thing. I completely get it. So you see, for me, my one of my things that I'm working towards, I guess I can say, is that I want to be able to have my own source of income while I stay at home with my kids. Mm. I want to be a present mom. Like this is this is something that that's a goal of mine. Like it's a very personal goal. Like I know I I I want to be a, a mom. Like that's the one thing. By the way, I just want to establish something. It's not an old-fashioned thing to say. No, I don't think it is. Like I think people who are parents can agree with me. No matter what you're going to do in life, be the president of the United States. The biggest thing that you ever be in your life is a parent. Yeah. To someone and to yourself. Exactly. So for you to put it as a priority, and I want to make these tiny creatures to a distant good human being. Yeah. You never know what this kid is going to become. Yeah, and it's only you what you put in it. You absolutely don't know. Like, for me, I want to be able to... If, okay, if my, if my husband chooses to work honestly on him, like, I'm, I'm willing to support any decision. Mm. I'm completely fine. As long as I know I can have my own income. I do not ever want to be in a situation, and this is the one thing my... And hats off to my mom, like, she raised me in that way, is I do not ever want to be reliant financially on anyone else. Mm. Like, I want to be able to, and it doesn't, it's not a bad thing. So the, one of the things that I learned, like my mom raised us with, was you need to be able to find, be financially dependent on yourself. Like, do not rely on your, like, okay, I get when you want to rely on your partner, which is fair enough. Like, Where did it came from? How did your mom, how did your mom came up how with she it? grew up with it. But your mom is, it's not the case for her. No, but she studied to be a doctor when we were living in Pakistan. She had her own clinic. She ran her own business. Mm. So she, um, up till she moved to Cyprus, because Cyprus, as great as it is, didn't recognize her medical license. Because mm. they said it's from Pakistan, it's a third world country, we don't recognize this. Okay. So then, by then she had four kids as well, at the same time. She so what like, did okay. she do? She didn't practice in Pakistan. In, sorry, in Cyprus, not in Pakistan. She didn't practice it, so she gave that, that part of her up. But my, one of my biggest blessings in my life is the fact that my mother is a doctor because when I get sick, when I had my appendicitis, whenever I've had any, like, like anything that was um, health-wise, I can go to her and she will diagnose me before I have to go to a doctor and pay money for it. Mm. Even though I have, like, medical insurance and everything. Like, I, I can go to her because I trust her fully. I don't need to be stressed out, uh, like, about it. Like, when I had to have an operation for my appendicitis... She was in that operating room with me. And I was like, what, maybe 12 years old, 11 years old. I was scared. God bless her. And, and, and because she had, the because she was a doctor, they allowed her there. She's a doctor, she can come in. Which yeah. was, for me, was the biggest blessing because to wake up after an operation and have your mom telling you, okay, you're okay, like you need to speak, you need to make sure you're all right, is the biggest advantage. Yeah. Is the biggest, rather than a stranger saying it to you when you're, Already oh, she was there in the actual Yeah, operation. she was next to me holding my hand every single step of the way. Wow. She did not leave. What a blessing. So for me, it's a very big advantage. Um, I wish I would have had that. Like, it's, it's a very, very big advantage. But that's the one thing she, she taught us, like, to be financially dependent on, on, on yourself. Like, make, like, you know what? You make your money, your husband makes your mon and money. Then you have a joint account. In that joint account, you can do your mortgage together, you can do car payments together, you can do groceries, you can do rents, 
You can do your kids' tuitions. You can do everything. Yeah. But he has his money. You have yours. And you have a joint for the mutual decisions that you both want to take together to build. It's something that I'm struggling with. Even though I, with Dima, I had a joint account. Um, for, yeah, we had a joint account. I am, I'm, I'm about sharing. So my parents have a joint account as well. They don't have separate ones. Um, I agree with you. I'm actually leaning more to your side, but at the same time, I don't want to do that. I feel like it's, it's, it's kind of mm, bumping heads with my values of sharing, which are fair oh, enough. Oh, fair but... enough. Listen, it's, it's dependent. Like for me, like I, and again, this, I don't know if this will change. I can't say it will change in the future. I, ge I genuinely cannot because I haven't had someone who was to change my mind about it but for me if I'm making my money and I've spent I've worked hard to make my money you do I do not need someone else's opinion about how I'm going to spend it like this is this is this is the thing with me like Shall this we, is wait, why wait, wait. let's let's give an hypothetical scenario you have x amount of money yeah enough money to do pretty much whatever you want but not enough for you to not think about what you're doing with it. Yeah, like reckless spending. Yeah, like you can buy a house. Yeah. But you, you, you can buy an island. <laughs> let's let's put, that, <laughs> let's put it that. Let's put it Um, let's say you have your own money. You know what? Let's give a number to it. You have a five hundred thousand euros in your bank account, mm -hmm. and you're still walking. Your yeah. husband is walking as well. Do you truly believe that you don't need to consult with your husband when no, you're buying a house? I think I would 100% consult with him because I would want the house to be mutually owned. Okay. This is what but I mean. Wait, wait, wait. Is he going to contribute financially as well? I hope so. And if he can't afford? If he cannot afford, then if I choose to buy a house and I say, listen, listen, I think it's a good investment for my money, I would 100% get his input. And you will still keep the house on your name because it could not contribute? I would keep my assets... I haven't been in that situation, to be honest. I but don't that's know. an important question. It is. It's, it's a very important question. I, 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 I would hope... To be honest, I would... If I had kids with this, with my husband, I would put it in... <laughs> with this random guy? <laughs> with, this, with this man! <laughs> if I have kids with this thing. <laughs> if I have kids, I would want my assets to be in my kids' names. That's the most ideal situation for me. Um, but if don't I Don't do paid... that. They might grow up to be fuckers. <laughs> Change it really quickly last minute in the middle. <laughs> Whatever I said, I was wrong. <laughs> it all Even the to me. don't give it to him. <laughs> Personality quiz. <laughs> but I, I, to be honest, I would want it. If I'm paying for it, I would want it in my name. And you know what? I would like to have a partner, a husband, who would, you know what, be damn proud of the fact that, you know what? I couldn't contribute for X, Y, and Z, no matter what it is. But my wife did this. My partner, I'm so proud of her. Yeah. See, this is something. And not be intimidated by it. Yeah. Well, stop being intimidated by us doing well. Just embrace them and say, she's a bad bitch and she's mine. Exactly. It's not so hard. And that's something, that's something that I would struggle with if I'm married because I would, it, it doesn't a way, con, it doesn't a way, you know, 
bumping heads with my values because I do like to share everything. So why would I make, why would I do something that contributes to my own personal progress when you're not part of it? Because maybe this house will sell us for now, but yeah. by the end of it, is it ours or is it mine? You understand what I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. I think it's also highly dependent in that case, though. Like, if I'm buying a house that's in, that's in my name, let's say, and my husband couldn't contribute to this at that moment, but if he comes... Let's say if the shoe's on the other foot, let's say he wants to buy property. I would get offended. And I cannot... I wouldn't be offended by it. I would it. be offended. See, I, wouldn't, I would be like, you know what? It, do it. I would be offended and it will create for me... Maybe it's an issue that lies somewhere else with myself. But I, I'm not only going to be offended, it's going to scare me because, like, why are you trying to establish yourself and build yourself with something without me? If we are together... I get what you mean. I can completely understand that, but that's something, am I that, not, that's, that's something that you would need to work on. Though. Am I not going to live in that house? Am I, am I not going to design this house? Am I not going to raise your kids in that house? But it's not mine as well, as much as uh, okay, yours. Okay, let me, let me clarify something then. The way that I'm thinking. Is a house for investment. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't thinking like my family home. Okay. If it's my family home, 100% I agree, I would want it 50-50. I think the only fair way to do it, um, technical-wise, let's say we have a prenup. It would be fair if you will take, let's say we divorced, it will be fair if you take 80% after the divorce of the value of the house and I will take 20. And I'll explain why. Because when you were to sell this house or move it to our kids, whatever, in a way, this is how I see it. The space that I gave you yeah. to walk, to walk yeah. and to build yourself, mm -hmm. the support that I gave you this whole time was an unseparate part of your achievement. Yeah. Because if you were to live with a woman that, oh, why did you come back home this time? And why did you do that? And why do you put so much time at your work? That would not happen. Mm -hmm. But you achieved your goals because I was next to you, loving you and supporting mm -hmm. you. Yeah. So I think for you to achieve whatever you achieved, I was a part of that. Because I gave you the mind space, the support that you needed. Yes. And you got to it. So... It's all your money in your work. That's why you deserve 80%, which is a significant part. And 20% was me allowing you with my support, loving, whatever, to achieve that. Yeah. No, I can completely, I can completely understand that. And it's not me being a gold digger. It's not me being riding no. on your success. It's me leaving myself, leaving myself the credit of I had a certain... Role to play. Yes. I contribution certain, yeah, to your contribution. success. For so you get the most, which is a lot. Twenty uh, percent, I think it's fair. No, I can, I completely get that. See, for me, I would again, give, I would give the same the other way around. By the way, if I were to buy a house with my own money, twenty percent of it is yours, regardless if you put a penny or not. See, what I want to do, and this is my my almost like my like my ideal way of things to play out. Like, I'm getting tipsy here, but I'm doing nothing. <laughs> like the most ideal way that I see things to play out for myself. Ideally, would be if I had my own property. Did you buy a house, by the way? No, I haven't. I haven't. Why? Why haven't you? I. You know what? I. I also support my parents financially fully. So. <laughs> You're such it's a good been, deal. It's been, it's been a bit hard. To do that 
I'm so in love with you. Thank God I'm not attracted to you. Not because you're unattractive. I'm just not. And like, I'm so in love with you. I like, it's, it's for me, like, this is one of the biggest reasons why, like when, and in the future I do have kids, I want to be a stay at home mom. Baby, please buy a house or two. Oh, 100%. It's, it's like literally my next, my next goal for myself in my life is to earn a certain amount of money to be able to put down payments on a house. I know how much you make, mom. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna talk about that um, off oh. camera. <laughs> this is one of the things. This is one of the things that I'm also like mentally inspired by you. I have no ego to say at work. I even though even though it doesn't matter how long I'm doing yeah. it for. I have no ego to say there's more to learn. There's more to achieve, and you are. No doubt, the first person I'm like, can you just teach me? Can I just listen to you? Can I like, I'm so inspired by your your work ethic. You are to me. I kind of wanna cut you to see if there's blood or or electricity going on because you're to me a kind of a machine that that you just come you just come to work and you're like, you used to come to work <laughs> and you, and you're like. Um, you're like on it. Honestly, you're the first person ever that I saw that's going to pee for a second, <laughs> coming back, sitting down, doing whatever you need to do, going to eat for like maybe 15 minutes and going back to work. There's no lunch for you. There's no break for you. There's no, you will stay extra and you will come early. And not only you'll do that, you will, you will walk the whole time. And I don't understand how you can go from one client to another, like, five seven clients a day and have the same energy the the thing that you provide to the client i wish i had someone like you treating me as a client i adore you no i, I adore you. you i want us to i think we summarized arranged marriage and i know relationships, we so much loyalty <laughs> everything that comes down to the humans that we are yeah. and how we treat one another relationship wise friendship wise yeah there is as i said a glimpse I guess, of me that I want to keep on the character of the, of the, of the podcast. Usually we have a structure. Um, this oh, that structure was completely lost. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good, you know, to change environment every now and then. We are here to be true and whatever comes out, if it went that way, yeah. I'm not here to disagree. But what I usually do with my guests, and I hope it will be a permanent one, <laughs> is to ask them a philosophical question. Ooh. So there's a website, let me get my phone, there's a website that has like 200 and something philosophical questions, very good one. Oh damn! And I want you to choose one. Oh, no pressure. No. Guys! <laughs> no pressure at all. Why Usually. wasn't this in my brief before I came on this chair? Because I wanted to be authentic. <laughs> I wanted to be authentic. You look. Right, a massive part of, of, of my podcast is to talk about is to talk about conspiracies, which I went okay. through very very deep on them, and blah blah blah. Um, and we have a lifetime to do that because conspiracies are here to stay. Stay, yeah, hundred percent. Philosophy really reveals a lot of your perspective. All right, hit me with the question. And it's something that, again, our generation doesn't go as deep, so that's yes. an opportunity. So wait, I need to find this website. <laughs> 200 philosophicalquestions.com 
It's an amazing... <laughs> Just for the sake, um, for the sake of whatever, um, I don't know what, <laughs> but this website is homeschooladventure.com if you want to take a look. And it, it, it really delivers you tons of philosophical questions. All right, let's okay? see. So choose a number between 1 to 240. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's go with number 2. <laughs> okay. Just to make it easier. Oof, this is going to be a hard one. I just know it. It's such a good one. And I can see how it relates to our podcast this time so well. And I would love you to ask me a question after as well, by the way. Okay. I just like to answer these questions. I have so much to say. You know that the quote for, our, for my podcast is, we have things to say. Nice. Yes. I like it. So true. Well, clearly we do. <laughs> It's not because we are women. Not because we can talk. We're all intelligent. The time. We're intelligent. Okay, so the second question. Alright. Number two question would be Can you I'm sorry. You had too much tea. Go ahead. I'm just really it's nervous. Not in the head. I'm really nervous about this question right now. No, don't be. It's truly a beautiful one. It's not really a challenging one. Just express yourself. Can humans change their behavior if given enough time? Mm. Tell me it's I, not a good one. It is. It's a very, and it goes so well with what we've been talking about. Now, I'm quiet and you're going to spill your guts here. Ah, listen, I think, I do believe people can change. I do. I think there's certain things that sometimes we need to experience in life to change our ways um, about it. So I do believe people can change if they're given enough time. But they need to be receptive and acceptant of that change. Because if someone is stuck in their way continuously and continuously, and they're not willing to break a pattern. It's a disease, by the way. Yeah. It's, if they're not willing to put in the work or the effort or something behind it to change it, then no. You will be in the same place consistently. For the sake of that, before you continue, in order for you to change something, you need to acknowledge the problem. Yes. A lot of people struggle to, and this is why I recommend a person, and I do that a lot, go to therapy. Nothing is wrong with you. Oh, nothing. Therapy is one of the best ways to express yourself. And then realize things. Yeah. Because sometimes it's hard for us to put the finger on something. But when we go to therapy and we just speak to a neutral person, we understand. Ah, okay. It might be me. Yeah, this is where it plays along. Yes. And then you can give a subtitle to whatever motive you have in your brain. Continue, please. No, it's it's 100% true. Like, I believe people can change. I do believe it can be for the best at the end of the day. But you need to be acceptance of that change. Like, you need to be like, okay, like, maybe I was the problem. Maybe I was the toxic one in this situation or this scenario. Maybe it's not the... Because it's easier to point the blame at other people. Maybe you were not the problem, but you had some... But you could have done better. Like, you had a role to play. You could have done something better. And this I don't want people to live here thinking, oh my god, I messed up. No, no. we all it's, make mistakes it, and you can make it better. Yeah, we, we all, we're, we're human at the end of the day. Like, you can make a mistake, you can think that, okay, I messed up, like, how can I fix this? Yeah. But you need to acknowledge the fact that I made a mistake. 
like it's it like it, it, it could have been something very small like it or it could have been like a your reaction because i know sometimes i react to things like it takes a lot for me to react in certain situations it is like but when i react it's a it's it's a, it's like a it's not like a small reaction it's, it's like genuine. a huge it's like a huge reaction and i think back to and i think okay like i, I understand where it came from i kind of need to address address the core of it because there's certain situations or certain emotions that for me like i don't face i don't not actually no let me just phrase that differently not that i don't face i just i i don't come to terms with it what do you like like Like, explain like for me like with when it comes to grief i cannot I, i i it's very hard for me to experience grief like i like it's very difficult i cannot just take a step back and ex- like feel the pain so you shut down exactly i shut it down completely and what do you think is the outcome if you're not really i digesting? bottle up my emotions and how does it that come means out? that eventually at some point there's going to be a very small thing that might be upsetting it'll be like the, the tiniest but i'll i'll have a massive reaction to it because because of the fact that i didn't address how i was feeling initially about something completely different yeah. as well like it will come out in a bad way yeah and this is something for me I, i'm learning to deal with so i can improve it for the future as well it's so relevant that you say that because this is something unlike any other thing that we said here some people will stay alone forever and happy about it some people will be in good or bad relationships yeah. but grief is something that we're all going to experience in certain level yeah and it's one of the most raw pure yeah, pain absolutely. in life and i i met people that it completely fucked up them head understood yeah. really understood um it's this is something for example that if i were to date you as a male i would insist on you going to take care of because this is as i said a raw pain that yeah. you cannot ignore And mm-hmm. it's okay for you to experience. I had a dream literally last week that there's, um, there's a very big wall. And I had a moment that we knew that a nuclear bomb is coming without having a proper shelter. And in the dream, my whole family died. And I woke up a week after with only my aunt and my cousin. And I understood in a second that I have no one. Mm-hmm. left beside of them by the way we don't need a nuclear wall take my grandfather with a holocaust survivor he came from a family of aunties and uncles and he had two siblings and parents and neighbors no one left yeah so we're not going to have a holocaust again i hope we will not have a nuclear wall yeah but people experience that it is as people experience it at a new level like you see the only You need to sit down with yourself, yeah. with your pain. I said that at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, it's true. Allow yourself. To feel it. Allow it yourself to cry it, scream it. The ego is not important. No one, no one genuine that cares about you, no decent human being, really cares if you are falling apart now. Because yeah. this is going to, this is going to pass. If I see you as my friend in the worst time of your life, I want to give you the space to cry for weeks if needed so yeah. you can come back to me as yourself. Yeah. I don't want you to hold back from it. That's how trauma is created. 
Yeah, I completely agree with that. Like, um, okay, I'm going to say three things because I think they just popped into my head. Yeah. The first one is that there's, there's literally two times where, I've, actually, no, there's the first time I actually like, felt that kind of grief was when my grandfather passed away, but I was very young. How old were you? I think I was six, seven years old. I might be completely wrong, by the way. If I completely Which, wrong. by the way, my, um, my trauma and anxiety started when I was nine, big time. When my grandfather passed away in our own home, in our, in Same. Our, in our own home. Um, it's something that is a, at this age, you are not able to digest the meaning of death and that's created trauma. My mom found me trying to sleep next to my grandfather's body while he was covered in a sheet. She was like, she was trying to look for me and she couldn't look for me because I was next to him. And she was, and she went in shock, obviously, because she didn't like as an adult when you see a child like that you're kind of like oh my god and you don't but you don't as a child think ah i'm doing anything wrong you don't understand the meaning of yeah you don't and it's even to this day you don't think you need to to take care of that yeah you 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 genuinely don't feel it as a child no 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 nowadays oh yeah you don't think it's something to take care of for me what it did was this (laughs) bless you sorry (laughs) that means that i'm right (laughs) honey go take care of yourself For me, even to this day, like my grandfather passed away from my dad's side because I was closer to, because I lived with them more. I was closer to my grandparents from my dad's side because I was the youngest daughter. I was the youngest child, so I got away with everything. They loved me like, like, like I was like everything for them. And it was mutual, like from my, my grandmother first passed away and it was my grandfather. I remember my grandfather more than, than my grandmother. Um, but because I was so close to him and he literally used to do everything for me, like everything, picking up school, like eating, like I could go to him whenever I did something wrong. I would be like, my mom was about to <laughs> chase me out, like run to him and everything. It's one of the things that I really felt because even to this day, like he died on, on Valentine's Day. He died on February 14th. For me, it, and I know it's a day that you celebrate love. <laughs> But for me, it's such a bummer of a day. Like uh-huh. even, even like th- so many years later, like you feel like I like for me, I I, f- I feel his presence. I guess like during. I'm going to be kitschy here, but you still celebrate love. It's just he passed away, but you still celebrate yeah, your love for see, him. It's, it's for him, this is a hundred percent. This is the thing with me, and then the second thing I was gonna say was like for me, one of my. Again, I'm going really deep, deep, like Please really do. depressing and deep into Please this Please do, now. that's what we're doing here. Um, but one of the things that I really, really regret in my life, I guess it's one of the things I regret, was when my uncle passed away in London. I never got a chance to go visit him because I was very much trying to... And this is, again, I remember it, maybe I remember it differently. I was, a, I was an adult, but you know when you just kind of repress... How old were you? I was... Maybe 22. Okay. 20, no. Yeah, around 21, 22. With during a good that, mental digestion Yeah. System. But even then, I didn't process it properly because I was trying to be there for my dad more because it was yeah. his brother. Yeah. I was trying to because my dad was flying back and forth from Cyprus to London, Cyprus to London. So I was literally going to pick him up from the airport, dropping him, pick him up. I was trying to be there more for my parents. So I never got a chance to visit him. And even though they like my entire family, like it's for the best because you never got to see him deteriorate because he died from cancer. I must say something. It's insane to me that you share this story. Um, it's not necessarily a regret of mine as much as it's yours. 
but I think it played a great part in my adult life. My grandfather, after my after my after his wife, my grandmother mm-hmm. passed away. She passed away when I was five, and he moved in with us to live with us. Yeah, he was a very very harsh person, very strict person. He had a lot of trauma that I can I can really understood later on down the line. Um, yeah. As, as a Holocaust survivor. Yeah. I'll just give you a tiny bit of examples. The radio, he put on the radio, there was radio back then, like the actual the box. box. <laughs> yeah. So the radio was on every single night, as if wow. like... That's white noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was putting the radio on every night. It's like, there's people here, watch out. Yeah. This house is not waiting for you to, to break into. Yeah. Um, when it comes to food, and as a kid, when it comes to food, because he had lack of food in the Holocaust, there was always a ceremony involved. And I was there the whole time to experience that. He had a certain food that he used to eat, very fine food, by the way. Mm-hmm. And every time I noticed it, by the way, only last year when I started to walk, I don't know if you ever saw me. When I eat, I eat with a lot of napkins and I organize everything before I eat. Actually, that's true. Mm-hmm. And I just realized a year ago, this is from my grandfather, because every time he were to eat, he used to put these napkins and this map on and the cutlery was in place. Mm. He had everything, you know, a cup of water, a cup of another drink, whatever. Like organized. Let's make a ceremony out of food that I didn't have when I grew up. Because he experienced Holocaust when he was very, very young. My point is, when my grandfather um, was dying, and that's where the trauma started for me. That I was, I was nine. Um, I had a request. I don't know where it came to me at, at that age. But I had a request from my mom. That I want to see him. Before they take him away. Mm-hmm. We have Kadisha. It's the problem. It, we have Kadisha. It's not a problem. <laughs> it's the company or organization. Yeah. That takes care of the, of the people who passed away. Mm-hmm. To clean them and do the whole process yeah. of evacuating them from the house. Till we bury them. Yeah. Um, my grandfather passed away. He was dying for, I believe, it was a month from cancer for the third or second time. Yeah. During these two two months or so, my mom was washing him. Um, he used to be with he used to be with diapers. He It's you deteriorate. You're not in charge of like your own body at some point. Yeah. This is this is this is the thing. Um I knew that all of this is going on without really having it's not that I didn't have the understanding I didn't have the magnitude of what yeah. what it really means because I was too young I had a request and I don't know where it came from I asked her when when he passed when he will pass away please allow me to see him like his body when he's dead before you take him away however when, when my mom picked me up from school we always discussed prior to that that if my grandfather will pass away while I'm in school, she will come and pick me up. So when a different teacher came to the class in the middle of the class to say, Illinois, come on side one second, I already understood. Yeah. That was um that was a moment I was shamed of for a long time before I realized I was just a kid and that's how I digested it. Yeah. Um I was kind of like, 
don't want to say happy, but I was like kind of excited by the moment, like to experience this this kind of event. Yeah, I get what you mean. Um, as a kid, like yeah. I, I'm curious to see how it goes. Yeah, because it's something you haven't experienced in the past, and it's big. It's a huge thing. I was ashamed for a, for a long time that I was actually hyped about this moment, mm-hmm. and then I realized it was just my digestion system as yeah, a kid. You were nine. Yes, my mom picked me up with a smile. Mm-hmm. She was all about being there for her kids. Um, she picked me up. I remember the moment she told me grandpa passed away and I'm like, okay, let's go see him. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what I was planning. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing, but I, I tried to. Yeah. That's yeah. Let's, let's go see him. And she's like, no, Kadisha already took him. Oh. That was a moment. That I mean, I understood at this point that there's no chance I'll see him. Mm-hmm. I understood that my plan is ruined. And um, I didn't understand quietly what death means back then. But it was clear to me that I missed the chance of seeing him ever again. Yeah. Which was important to me. And um, <coughs> it was just weird to come back home like 10 minutes after the the announcement yeah. to come back home after there was like a hospital running in our house really mm-hmm. people coming back and forth and like there was this person that I need and now the house is all quiet yeah and it's not there for me to see mm-hmm. that, that, makes... that till that day left a mark on me he had his room I used to wake him up after yeah. after napping it's just it was you had your routine yeah, and all of a sudden there was extremely loud quietness. Mm-hmm. My parents, and I'm going back to what you said, thought that it's the best for me not to go to the funeral. Even though we're not Moroccan who's like bashing on the grave and screaming, and so they thought I'm too young for this. Yeah, my parents are exactly the same. They said the same thing to me. They made a mistake. I never got a closure. And that's, I think, I do feel like that's very important because even as a kid, and again, I know a lot of people would disagree, but even as a kid, I think it's it's an important thing that you must experience. If the kid reflected that he's willing to be there. Yeah, of course. Don't force the kid, but if the kid reflected he wanted yeah. to be there, let him. I never got a closure. 100%. I don't know if I'll ever get a closure. It's... Involved to a very, very severe trauma and anxiety later on down the line when I did realize the name mm-hmm. of death. After my other grandfather died, I was not allowed to go to, him fun- to his funeral as well. Yeah. It's, it, I am carrying this bullshit, really. I am. No, it's, it's 100% true. Like, I honestly do, it, it is one of my regrets. Just like I'd regret not going to my cousin's huge one. Huge regret. You have no idea. Like, it's, it did make a huge impact for me. Like, I really wish I went. But I, and then I can, I, at the same time, I know that it's something, it's very, it, it's, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how I would process it because I've never had to go through it, if that makes sense. I just wish... And it's a bit sick to say, but I just wish I had a picture in my head after he died, before he was taken away. I just wish I had this whole process of seeing him dead and taken away 
for me to drown my sorrow in it. Because yes. as far as it comes to me, I'm drowning my sorrow in a picture of someone who's still alive. And I just wish I had this moment of seeing how it looks like when it's no longer, that yeah. match with my feeling that it's no longer. See, what happened with my grandfathers when I when my mom did find me next because I literally went and snuggled up next to him how, but he had I'm like sorry, a but wife. how does it work because like, they evacuate them in a second oh no see for, for us it was I, I don't because I, I don't remember exactly all I remember is it was because the house that we lived in was was quite big so in Cyprus was, or no, no, Pakistan in, in Pakistan okay. my mom was living there so it was my the main bedroom that was downstairs that was my mom's and all of us slept like because we were all quite young yeah like we were all, I was scared to sleep in my own bedroom so she had us there mm-hmm. and then my grandfather because he couldn't do a lot by that time he was in the bedroom next door what so did he passed away from it, it was I think it, it, to be honest I think it was just old age at some God point him. like I genuinely to, to this day like we don't really He's talk so. about it yeah, yeah, yeah like we don't we don't really and I've never come I've never brought this up because I know it's such a painful topic. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't. And wanna, I appreciate that you're bringing it up. Like here. I know for my, for, especially for my dad, because he was very close to his dad. Yeah, yeah. It's a very painful topic for him, but I will never, because I remember I was next to him and I remember my, my closure with him specifically was as soon as my mom picked me up and took me back to bed with her, I had a dream about him. And in that dream, it, I, like I don't, I remember like, Bits like I don't remember the exact thing, but I do remember the feeling that I had, and this is all that I had. These dreams comes with a feeling, not with a Yes, it, it was. It, it, that, that's what I felt, and and after that, I was completely. Even though I was what seven years old, like six, seven years old, I I, I was a baby at that point, and that's and it made and, and it honestly had a huge impact. Yeah, like yeah. for me to not go, like I went to like my first funeral when I was in my twenties. And it wasn't even, and it wasn't even someone that I was, no, I would say very close to, but it, it wasn't someone I, like I was very, very, very close to, or like a, like, like not with a family member. But I do believe that does make a huge impact to how it shapes you as a person. Like, by the way, um, after my grandfather passed away, a year after my other grandfather passed away, a year after my uncle passed away, um... I think a year or two after I, I buried a friend that used to be with me in the class when I was 12. Oh my God. A year after I buried another friend from cancer that was in my class. I got then, I, I was, I got into the army after that and there was, I was unfortunate to serve in one of the worst wars that Israel ever experienced in the last decade or two mm-hmm. and there was death involved there as well I just believed at some point that death is a way of living forget about part of life because yeah. it is but a way of living and I was convinced that it's chasing me it's very 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 important to have disclosure and if you need to go to therapy and if you need to do certain things communicate that because yeah 100% um, no, that's that. That's very true. It's it's better really to hope, experience and come to terms with it. I hope for you that you will never ever experience grief again, and I want to think and believe that you feel com- comfortable and confident enough with me to let it out with time. 
Yeah. I don't wish for you to ever hold back from it. If you ever be in that situation again, I really hope that you can phone me and I'll just be next to you while you're sobbing. We'll both cry together. I will cry while seeing you like that. <laughs> it's part of life. It will happen. No, it will. It's true. It's, it's very, very true. And I think it's, it's, it's acceptance is a big factor. <laughs> like, it's like the biggest one. <laughs> you know, that's the source of my anxiety. I don't accept it. You know what was funny? Like, and I was thinking about this now, actually, when you mentioned anxiety. I, okay, I did not know that I had as much anxiety as I do as a, as a, as a person up till maybe a year or two ago. Like, I realized it more as an adult. Like I didn't know this feeling of when I get super anxious, when I when when the whole when it feels like when it's too much for me to deal with, I did not realize had it, and then and I and I realized like recently even with depression, like how badly it would it impacted me, up till maybe a year ago. And that's when I was like, okay, like there's something that needs to change. Like like I need to stop feeling this way. Did you go to therapy? No. I don't agree with you saying I need to stop feeling this way because your emotions are very much valid to the situation. No, emotions, you yes. You need to digest them better. I, I've learned how to... I would say I've learned how to better deal with it nowadays. That's good. Than I did maybe a year or two ago. I've learned, like, what my triggers are. Like, what makes me feel that way but as well. don't necessarily avoid them. Just no, no, not to avoid them. To actually feel feel them thank you like to to be able to sit there and, and, and say okay this made me feel this way why how can i how can i maybe improve it how can i and and, and this is something i have to, and it's it's not like it goes away just just because you acknowledge it no it means like you have to continuously work on yourself to be able to improve it or to be eventually be in a place where you don't maybe don't feel it yeah but it, it it's 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 a uh, it's a slow progress, but it's progress. But because it took me such a long time to you realize need to be it, honest with yourself. Yeah, this is this is what it is. Like you have to be honest with yourself and your own feelings. Like I know and I'm to allow them. No one is judging you, yeah. honey. Really, if you went for a breakup of or grief, God forbid, who said that you cannot sit down and cry? Yes, you know what? I saw something recently by um. Oh my God! I'm, I have to remember this actress's name. I think it was Lily 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 Hart. Lily Hart? I don't know. Ryan Hart? I don't remember her exact name. Okay. She's the girl from Riverdale, the blonde one. I never watched it. Okay. She, like, honestly, she, this interview when I saw of her, it, it made me have so much respect for her because what she said was true. She was saying something along... I'm going to send it to you because I don't exactly remember it off by heart, but she was saying something on the lines like, when you're young and when people are telling you like oh, you, you shouldn't like maybe cry about something or you shouldn't feel your emotion or your your feelings you need to cry for a reason yeah. for you to cry she's like no sometimes I, it's just too much like i need to let it out like you like you, like you need to be able to process why you, like you don't need to necessarily have a reason behind it mm-hmm. like sometimes it can just be too much and you need to have a cry and there's no harm in that yep. whether you're male or female it doesn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you can have a rough day. Yeah. Like a bad day. And it will help. Sometimes you might just be feeling like 15 minutes or even a five minutes anxiety attack. But you need... Give it the space that it needs. Exactly. You need to process it for you to move on to it. And not think that there's something wrong with me. Nothing wrong with you. For me to feel this way. 
Because that's what I, I felt that for the longest time. Like, I was like, oh my, something must be wrong for me to feel this continuous pressure. Because everybody's out there representing a yeah. super strong palavra, whatever. It's not the case. No, absolutely I not. We are humans, we have emotions, and let's give us space to digest them. Yeah, 100%. Like, you need to digest it. Otherwise, you're just back to square one. I really think we should stop talking. We should, but you're going to ask me a philosophical question as well. I'm choosing... I'm choosing question number 180. 180? Hold on, I need to find it. You need to scroll down a lot. Yeah. Wait, hold on, one, six, 180. I love this. <laughs> I absolutely love this. Why do we talk to ourselves? We just talked about it. <laughs> Super easy. First of all, not all of us talk to ourselves, but I think it's a talking to ourselves is a crucial part of the process of us digesting and understanding things. From that, we can conclude whatever we need to conclude mm-hmm. and move forward. There's nothing more that I need to say about that. Okay, I'm going to ask us both one question about this, because I just really like this question now. (laughs) It goes, can animals feel pain? If so, why don't they try to avoid hurting each other? I don't know why this question just spoke up to Um, me. I genuinely don't know why. (laughs) I think this question came up before, but either way... um, Animals definitely do feel pain. Oh yeah, 100%. It was proven scientifically. Um, physical pain, emotional pain as well. And they do hurt each other. The reason for that, which is scientifical as well, animals do not have the capability for comparison. Mm-hmm. And the easiest example that I have to give you, when you have two dogs, and one of them is allowed on the sofa and the other one is not, mm-hmm. they don't have this human um, comparison of, oh my God, why is he on the couch and I'm not? Mm-hmm. They are just, they just understand I'm, a, I'm allowed here and he's allowed there. And that's okay. The comparison is just not there. So I think as long as they didn't experience a certain thing, and this is just an assumption, they don't really have the capacity to compare what the other will feel. So yeah. that's where instinct and impulse comes to place. And they do hurt each other. They do hurt each other. Like animals are, and again, I think I can say this for humans as well. It can be a pre- they're predators. Not your concept is for humans. They're predators, and so it's a, it's a natural instinct to survive. The difference between us and animals is the fact that we know better. Yeah. But we still choose to hurt each other. <laughs> like, which makes us clueless. <laughs> like which which is which is just wrong <laughs> in so many ways. So wrong. Like we know if I if I'm going to okay it's, I'm going to take it to an extreme now. It's going to be a stupid extreme. It's going to be extreme. If I choose to stab you right now or say something that I know will hurt your feelings, I know exactly what I'm doing. They don't. They, if they're, if it's like, if, for exactly, them. for them to survive, they need to hunt. They need to have what they need to have to survive. For us, we just, we just, like. By the way, it's a very, very decent circle. If I want to compare it to parents and kids. Parenthood is such an ungrateful um, job to have. Your kids will never be able to give you what you give to them. Yeah. However, if you do a good, decent enough job, these kids of yours will pass it on to them kids. Mm-hmm. So you are contributing to the future, to the 
as not as individual but to the global scenario let's put it that way yeah so in that case you will you're doing yourself to get hurt but by the end of it you're passing it on in the most fair way it yeah. might won't get back to you but it will get back to anyone else so if i'm a, if i'm an animal and i'm feeding now when i'm dead my bones and flesh will feeding someone else yeah because i was able to feed myself to exist yeah it's okay. true I like it. I like these philosophical questions. Honey, thank you for coming. Oh, it's my pleasure. That was a long good one. <laughs> it was. Like, I mean, we spoke for ages. <laughs> Guys, thank you for joining us. You really don't have to like and subscribe. But you should. <laughs> well, she said that. I don't like to say that. And it was very nice and therapeutic to share with it you. It was. Hopefully you can relate and ask us questions if you have. And see you next time.